93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it's Tuesday, September 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Police in Bridgeton, Cumberland County are searching for a five-year-old girl who went missing Monday afternoon. Dulce Maria Alvarez was last seen in the area of Bridgeton City Park. The Cumberland County prosecutor says the search uh, will continue into this morning. Alvarez was last seen wearing brown pants with flowers and butterflies, a pink shirt with long sleeves and and white dress shoes. Bridgeton police say that there were reports that the girl was found, but those were false. No additional details are being released as to why or how the girl could have gone missing. She's a five-year-old little girl. Anyone with information about her whereabouts should contact the Bridgeton Police Department. Police are searching for three masked men who are believed to be responsible for several Wawa robberies in Delaware County. Surveillance video captured the robbery at the Wawa store on the 500 block of Vermont Road in Drexel Hill early Saturday morning. Two of the armed suspects stormed the front doors at 4.22 a.m. as a third man closed and locked the door behind them. Police say the suspects, one of whom wore a mask made famous by The Purge, stole thousands of dollars and lottery tickets. All three suspects wore work gloves, uh, which police are saying are making the investigation a little bit more difficult. Yeah, these guys came in with guns drawn and they were clearly they had a plan of attack because the third guy Guy comes in immediately, turns around, locks the door. What's the mask they were wearing? The uh, the, the, there's the a couple of different masks from the purge oh, okay. and, and different looks. So yeah, it, they like, looked purgish. They're white and yeah. oh, okay. you know, kind of creepy looking. Uh, Radnor Township detectives believe that these are the same people responsible for hold, holding up a Wawa on the 100 block of Sugartown Road in Wayne on June 17th. In both cases, two masked people entered the store with guns, followed by a third accomplice. Uh, the employees working at the time were forced into the back room while sus- uh, the suspects cleared out the cash register and stole lottery tickets. The Wawa Corporation is offering up a $15,000 reward for information that leads to the arrest of these suspects. I didn't think uh, Wawa had that much money. Uh, I thought there was... Uh... Like, after a certain time, they were... It's usually 50 bucks in the drawer. Isn't that usually it's, the case? That's, that's right? what it says. And then, what, yeah. though, like, there wasn't much in the store, you're saying. And, and it's usually posted all over the place. It's posted all over the place and that, uh, you know, all the money's in a safe that they don't have access to. Yeah. And part of the security. Well, they emptied the cash registers, whatever was in there. That's a good point, though, Case. I wonder how much mm. they got. Uh, and then they took a bunch of lottery tickets, too. A family is speaking out about their ordeal with the Cummington Amusement Park. The Philadelphia residents say they loaded up their car and drove to New Jersey only to discover that the park was closed for the season earlier than expected. It's Wally World all over again. Right? Yeah. yeah. The timestamp on the ticket show Rashina Finnessy bought passes to Clementon Amusement Park nearly a month ago. She says the day trip was a big deal for her and her family, but they never made it inside the park. She says a security guard told them that the park was already closed for the season. However, Moose up front should have told you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, however, if you do a quick Google sh- search, you'll find advertisements for tickets uh, saying September 15th, 2019, 11 to 5 p.m. last chance to splash. Mm-hmm. The company's website now says that the last open weekend was September 7th and 8th, but the Instagram page affiliated with the park advertises specials through October. Mm-hmm. Uh, an outside marketing company hired by Clementon Holdings said those tickets were the only ones sold for the day and said the park is happy to offer a refund if the family can mail in a proof of purchase. Maybe, maybe that's why you get the discount because the park is closed. <laughs> the park is closed. Yeah. They're really cheap tickets. <laughs> the family received a call explaining the process Monday evening, but the family says it's not about the money to them. It was about the family experience that they had planned. Clementon Holdings hasn't made a statement about when the schedule change occurred. In sports this morning... (laughs) 
In Monday Night Football, Odell Beckham Jr. scored on an 89-yard touchdown catch and also had a spectacular one-hand grab grab in his return to the Meadowlands. The Browns' wide receiver helped lead the Cleveland Browns past the New York Jets 23-3. Beckham, who traded traded from the Giants in March, helped the Browns bounce back from a 30-point loss to Tennessee in their opener to beat the Jets and give Freddie Kitchens his first win as Cleveland's coach. The Flyers have signed restricted free agent Travis Konechny to a six-year contract with an average annual value of $5.5 million. We are happy to have Travis under contract for the next six seasons, the general manager, Chuck Fletcher, said. Travis has shown progression in each of his three seasons and is an integral part of our group of young forwards. After signing, Konechny said, I'm really excited about signing with the Flyers and being able to call Philadelphia home for the next six years. I can't wait to get back with my teammates and to start a new relationship with the coaching staff. Konechny, who's only 22 years old, is entering his fourth professional season. The Phillies were off last night and begin a three-game series in Atlanta tonight against the Braves. Vince Velasquez gets the start for the Phillies, while Dallas uh, Keuchel will pitch for the Braves. Game time is at 7.20, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks a bunch, Kath. So we're uh, ready to go, and a member of the team return, Nick McElwain, is back. Thank you. We did not share any information about uh, what went on in your world over the weekend. We will. So we'll get to that a little bit later on this morning. <laughs> or uh, just come out to the bitch box party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you I'll can be see there. for yourself. That's on Thursday night. Speaking of which, we will do uh, some more of our giveaways because uh, it's rapidly approaching. We're just a couple of days away from the bitch box party at Harris in Philadelphia. So get yourself set for those last few tickets as they remain. Uh, we also have money to give away. The uh, baby sh- or money shark, not the baby right. shark. I uh, do the same thing. Yeah, the money shark competition enters day number two, and it's five thousand uh, dollars all total today. That will be given away five times a day, one thousand dollars, and there's a ten thousand dollar grand prize for you to win. Now we had some issues early yesterday in the first run. Uh, with our text number, and that's all straightened out now, so we should be good to go, and you will have no problem. But there are three different ways that you can enter uh, through texting or through the app or through the website, through WMMR.com. If you do the uh, the app or the website, you'll be entered for the $10,000 grand prize. But I'll get you all those details when we have the official kickstart of it at 8 o'clock this morning. We'll give you a special keyword and all that stuff, so just stick with us, and we'll walk you through it. It should be no problem. Uh, let me see. We have those things and other stuff to give away, I believe. So we're going to take a break and come back momentarily and uh, get the entertainment report, start the giveaways with the stupid question and more. So hang with us on this Tuesday morning. We shall keep you company. It's what we do. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Are you crazy? Uh, thank you, Jose. All right, so... The hell? I, had, I had my card with my stupid question on it right here. Something's up here. Oh, I, man, it I was a good it. one, too. It was a good one. Check the trash can. Oh, it, it ah! fell in my lap. There you go. All right, here we go. Always check your lap. This is a good one. Okay, so, by the way, we're going to give away a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks. Jim Jeffries, Saturday, October 5th at the Keswick, 10 p.m. show. Uh, we're going to do a language question. Uh, what is the name of the Germanic language that has 3 million speakers worldwide and is written with the Hebrew alphabet? 
Interesting question. Germanic language written with the Hebrew alphabet, and it has 3 million speakers worldwide. 215-263-WMMR. Casey got it right. You're writing down your answer. Well done, sir. All right, call now, and uh, we'll see if we can set you up with a prize for the correct answer. Uh, Today is the 17th of September, and birthdays include some interesting birthdays here. So, Kevin Clash... Uh, the man behind Elmo and some other voices on Sesame Street. Wasn't he, didn't he get in trouble? There was a bit of a scandal. There was apparently some sort of uh, unwanted advances on someone who was underage. I don't know how that all I don't remember out. how that played out, yeah. I think he is no longer the voice of Elmo, though. I don't I, think he is yeah, either. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but, uh, but legally, I don't know if anything else had well, happened. Elmo out. came forward and said uh, that uh, he tried to put his hand up his ass. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that wow. Uh, that alone was enough. That was He's, in the contract. He, oh, yeah, that's right. That's his job, Kat. <laughs> yeah. he, uh, why did he fight that? So he, he is 59 today, Kevin Clash. Uh, <clears throat> Cassandra Peterson, Elvira. Yep. Isn't it wild that close, it's close to Halloween, right? Yeah. Right at the time you'd want her to have her birthday. Yeah, it's getting in the ballpark. Yeah. Uh, she is 68 years old today. And, uh, yeah, I wonder, I think I don't think she puts the costume on anymore. Maybe once she a does. year. Does yeah, she does. Uh, uh, yeah. Did she, did she make any overtures of retiring? thought she did. Because that's I, her bread and butter. I could be wrong with that. Yeah. She's 68, so I don't know if she wants to put it on anymore. <laughs> she still not, looks but, pretty good. Yeah, she does. Uh, David Souter, retired Supreme Court Justice, celebrates his 80th birthday today. He worked a lot with Elvira. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they used to do a duo <laughs> thing together back in the day. Uh, then you have uh, Phil Jackson, former NBA player, head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. The Zen Master, right? Uh, 74. Is that his nickname? Yeah, I think that's uh, yep. because, yeah, he's pretty chill. Yeah. He yeah. practices Zen. I mean, he's yeah. literally in, uh, into TM and that whole thing. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, he's uh, he was the coach of the Bulls, too, when um, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were there. Well, there's a distinguished career. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw, another one with a little bit of controversy, Brian Singer, the director. Yeah, what what what's his status? Because he he directed basically ninety nine percent of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, uh, he got into issues with Molly uh, with uh, Rami. How do you pronounce his name? Uh, uh, Rami Malek. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but. Um, yeah, in the last couple of weeks of the movie, they had another director step in, and he's got all sorts of stuff that keeps hanging over his head. Yeah, but I, I don't think he's in any. I haven't seen him in any official trouble or anything like that. No rumors. No. That, uh, he was accused of sexual assault. So, but um, he did direct movies like The Usual Suspects, X Men, and X Two, and then he did uh, X Men: Days of Future Past, which is a great movie. It is. So his his directing capabilities are unquestionable. But he's got nothing in the in the works. Yeah, so. maybe he's laying low. Well. Fifty-four years old today. All right, we'll see if we can uh, get an answer to the question I had uh, posed to you. What is the name of the Germanic language? There's three million speakers worldwide and is written with the Hebrew alphabet two one five two six three W M M R. And let's go to Russell. Hey, Russell. Hey guys, I just got out of the shower. <laughs> oh, oh, that's sounds all like you him. did. Is this him? You sound just like him. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Did. all right. What's the language we speak of, sir? Is it Yiddish? It is Yiddish. Yiddish. Did you guys know that the word Shrek is Yiddish for monster? Yes, I did. Yeah? I'm not surprised that you knew that. All right, Russell, hang on. We are going to give you a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks Jim Jeffries, Saturday, October 5th at 10 p.m. at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. Tickets remain for the early and late shows at AXS.com. 
Uh, so while this is uh, music news, we definitely want to mention this. We did yesterday at this time. Uh, Rico Kasich, who passed away, uh, has been mourned by his family and the rock, humani- uh, rock community. He uh, There's a cause of death. He apparently died of heart disease, oh. which was worsened by emphysema. I didn't know that. At age 75. Remember I told you about way back in my smoking days, I stepped out and had a cigarette there with him. There you go. That's right. <laughs> That's yeah. what cigarettes do to you. I'm glad that I gave those up uh, eventually. But uh, his estranged wife, Paulina Porskova, uh, posted a message about him and uh, attributed to the uh, the family, which she wrote, uh, Rick was at home recuperating very well after surgery. Uh, our two sons, Jonathan and Oliver, and I were making sure that he was comfortable ordering food and watching TV together. I found him still asleep when bringing him his Sunday morning coffee. I touched his cheek to rouse him, and it was then that I realized during the night he had peacefully passed Aww. on. Yeah, so she found him. Uh, we appreciate the great outpouring of love. We, his family and friends, are utterly devastated by his uh, untimely and unexpected death and would appreciate the privacy to mourn in private. Uh, his wow. sons posted a drawing on social media with a message to fans, and it read from Rick's sons, Our dad was a prolific doodler. Uh, his passing was sudden, unexpected, and beyond heartbreaking. Yesterday, we found this last doodle on his armchair. Uh, he couldn't have known that it would end up... Uh, what it would end up meaning to us. We love him so much. So they're obviously torn up. And a lot of other uh, musicians and celebrities have have, uh, commented. Uh, Lead guitarist Elliot Easton of the Cars said in a statement, thank you, friends, for the overwhelming outpouring of emails, texts, posts, condolences, and sympathy. I've read them all. And there are so many that I may not be able to respond to all of them, but please know that you're reaching out and uh, at this incredibly difficult time has meant so much to me uh, and has been a comfort in our profoundly sad time of grief. The cars are a family, for better or worse, and I lost my big brother yesterday. So who are the two left? Uh, let's see. There was Elliot Easton. Um, the guitarist is a guy, and I have his name here, or a keyboardist. His name is Greg Hawks. Okay, not for And I, I only knew Elliot Easton and, and Rick Ocasek. I yeah. don't remember the other guys' names, unfortunately. Uh, Weezer had posted, the whole Weezer family is devastated because he produced the Blue yes, Album. yeah. Uh, is devastated by the loss of our friend and mentor, Rick Ocasek, who passed away Sunday. Rick meant so much to us. He produced three key Weezer albums, Blue, Green, and 2014's Everything Will Be All Right in the End. And taught all of us so much about music recording and songcraft. But more importantly, he taught us that uh, one can be in a respected position of great power and yet be absolutely humble and have the biggest, sweetest heart in the industry. Aww. And a lot of people posted. Billy Corgan, Neil Sean, Peter Frampton, Paul Stanley, Alice Cooper, Flea, Duran Duran, Billy Idol. Um, you know, just a slew of them. D. Snyder, uh, Vernon Reed of Living Color, uh, The Killers, Judd Apatow. Need I even ask, did David Hasselhoff no say anything? No Hasselhoff, Steve. Sorry oh about God. that. Uh, so sad. What is it with that guy? No, all, it's incredibly sad. All the way around. All right, moving on to other things. A source close to Christy Brinkley revealed that the model is upset that she had to step down from the 18th season of Dancing with the Stars. Did you see the video? Uh, I yes. did not see it, no. Ooh. Yeah, does it look like it hurt? Yeah. yeah. Like she's hurt right away. Uh, the 65-year-old model suffered a freak accident and broke her arm during rehearsals last week. A source told people, of course, she is devastated. Uh, she was really loving the experience, having a fantastic time, and she was doing great learning the routine. Literally what happened was a freak accident that required major surgery. I don't know how freak it is, though, Preston. I, I, I question their decision to have a wood chipper in the rear of the hall. <laughs> no. mm. 
No, she tripped over his yeah. foot. Yeah. yeah. Like, he kind of was, like, had his back to her, and his foot is out a little bit, and she's supposed to walk around him, and she oh. just trips over his foot mm. and falls. Boom, and you can see, and we're looking at the video right here, oh, and man. it's clear she starts holding the arm. Yep. Yeah. Imagine falling down and breaking a part of your body. Well, that's going to suck. Really Doing bad. something that you love. Like yeah. dancing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wonder if she was dancing to Madonna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's been working so hard and loving it. And for this to happen just a couple of days before, it's awful. So Christy's 21-year-old daughter, Sailor, has uh, taken her place in the competition. Sailor. Hey, Sailor. Sailor. Sailor, by the way, is lovely. <laughs> However, I'll say this. Mom is... Um, is lovelier? Yeah, lovelier-er-er-er. Uh, in an interview with the magazine, Brinkley relived the accident through tears. She said, the second I landed, I felt the shards in my arm. Oh. Shards. I literally felt it in my wrist. And I just instantly looked up and said, I'm sorry, I broke my arm. She said, there's a little bone at the thumb that usually posts one way, and mine was in the opposite direction. What uh, the f***? She said, then there was bone. That was her the moment she her, fell down, she right? fell down, yeah. yeah. What the f***? Um, <laughs> she doesn't even sound like uh, Christy Brinkley. Well, listen, a, when you get hurt. Yeah, your voice actually changes. Yeah. <laughs> what the? Uh, she said mine was Where's the... that sound coming That was from? the sound of her bone breaking. Oh, okay. Uh, she said... There's uh, my, nothing on here. Mine was in the opposite direction. There was, uh, there was bone. Uh, it was just shattered into a thousand little pieces, just a million of little pieces. Well, she's well, clearly a, a doctor that there were a million little pieces. Uh, so this leaves Sailor with the unenviable task of uh, covering lost ground because she just started rehearsing days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a statement issued to uh, Good Morning America, she said, Showbiz is all about getting a break. And Sailor and I both got one on Dancing with the Stars this season. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Wendy Williams thinks that she faked it. What? Yeah, she thinks that uh, Christy faked it just to get Sailor in the competition. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that seems logical. Doesn't it, though? Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I think she faked it. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart is being sued for $60 million by his 2017 sex tape partner, I forgot about this. Yeah, I completely um, forgot about this. The one that extorted him, the one that like did it all on purpose and then videotaped it and the, extorted him. That's that okay. was the initial thing. That's what everyone was thinking. I think even Wendy Williams thought that. Yeah. So and, uh yeah. And she has claimed that he and his friend conspired to record their sexual encounters. According to TMZ, Montia Sabag has claimed in her new lawsuit that her Sexual encounter with a comedian in a Vegas hotel room was all planned by Hart and that his friend T.J. Jackson, his friend who was later arrested for extortion. Uh, Sabag has claimed that Hart was motivated by getting publicity for an upcoming comedy tour. Oh, that's why he did it. And that is why he and T- J- I'm sorry, it's J.T. Well, it's okay. just T.J. and then J.T. here. Something's wrong here. Get your... Almost said it. Get your stuff together. Get your stuff what together. The- uh, hit the camera. The suit claims that Hart allowed Jackson into the Cosmopolitan Hotel suite mm-hmm. so he could set up the hidden camera. Uh, Sabag is suing for intentional infliction of emotional distress and invasion of privacy. Listen, oh my God. I'm not a lawyer. I don't have a cowboy hat, but I think this is very flimsy. <laughs> Meanwhile, the site pointed out that the fact that uh, when the story first broke in 2017, Sabag claimed that uh, Kevin had no idea their sexual encounter was being filmed. Yes! At the time, she said she didn't want any money from Kevin, but wanted to find out who filmed the liaison. Sources say that uh, her subsequent lawyer, her third, recently made a secret financial demand to Kevin asking for a low six figures. Mm, that doesn't sound good. And Kevin's lawyer rejected it. 
And a source also told the site that uh, Kevin has been working with the district attorney for two years on the case. Uh, the source said Kevin is working with the DA a lot because uh, JT effed him, effed him over. <laughs> okay. Uh, the source also revealed that uh, Kevin has no plans on giving Sabag a penny and there will be no settlement. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work out her way. Uh, Michael Jackson's estate is not too happy about leaving Neverland, winning the 2019 Emmy for Outstanding Documentary Nonfiction Special. The documentary focused on Wade Robson what the and James Safechuck and their... Where's that sound coming from? <laughs> There's nothing on here. <laughs> uh, and their allegations against Michael of sexual abuse... Uh, the estate. What the f is this? <laughs> the estate. What the f is that? The estate said in a statement for a film that is a complete that is a complete fiction to be honored in a nonfiction Emmy category is a complete farce. Disgusting. It's doo doo feces. Yeah, it's doo doo farces. Doo doo farces, foosies. Uh, no. Yeah. Not one shred of proof supports this completely one-sided so-called documentary. Crack of crap. Which was made in secrecy and for which not one person outside of two subjects and their families were interviewed. It was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, Michael's estate filed a lawsuit against... I've never had sex with children and I've never had plastic surgery. uh, Against HBO and Time Warner back in February seeking upwards of $100 million. Did you get a chance to watch it at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was disturbing. Very disturbing. Uh, for alleged br- allegedly breaching a non-disparagement clause in a contract from 1999. So they don't like the fact that it won an award. <laughs> uh, so Jennifer Lawrence might be a married woman. Is that right? The actress and her fiancé, Cook Maroney. Uh, were Who is an actual chef, is he not? I don't know, is he? Oh, no, he's an art dealer. Uh, were spotted at uh, New York City's Marriage Bureau yesterday. Ah, that's where you get marriage licenses. Yeah, a social media user told uh, Page Six that the couple looked casual at the courthouse. Totes McCash. Say- <laughs> that's not a thing. Totes McCash. <laughs> it is now. Can we make it a thing? Uh, I like it. Yeah. That is so Totes McCash. <laughs> A social media user. But nothing I would say would ever catch on like that. Somehow other people get these things going, but we can't. I don't know. You said awesome balls. I like that. Yeah, I guess that's good. A social media. You said gadzooks for crying out loud. This is true. Yeah. Good point. But it it doesn't end up in the the rags, the gossip rags. That's what I'm really trying for. Yeah. Okay. Totes McCash. (laughs) Hey, folks, spread it around. Yeah, Yeah, Totes McCash. A social media user told page six that the couple looked casual at the courthouse saying when you go or they look totes mccash sorry yeah. uh and when you go get your marriage license and jennifer lawrence walks by to tie the knot before your eyes yeah kids city hall is cool the place to go that's what somebody posted oh, some idiot the publication reported that the pair could have gotten their marriage license and may not be married just yet. So okay. they might have just gone by to get their license. I'm not really sure. So it's basically the, the town hall. It's it's yeah, yeah that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got married. Uh we got married in the uh town hall first and then went to uh off to have the our destination. destination wedding in uh Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Nice. So married my wife twice. Nice. 
Uh, Michael Strahan is currently in a war over child support with his ex-wife, Jean. Ooh, with, this turned ugly. With whom he has twin daughters, 14-year-old Sophia and Isabella. According to TMZ, sources claim that Jean is seeking back child support, with one source saying that uh, there are certain obligations that Strahan has failed to cover. Meanwhile, sources close to Michael say that the suit filed in New York is not an effort to enforce unpaid child support. Instead, it is a suit to modify their prior settlement, meaning increased monthly payments. Well, he certainly is doing well. He's got Pyramid, yeah. he's got his afternoon talk show, and he's got GMA. Yeah, dude, he's, he's doing awesome. NFL, Football, NFL yes. He's got money to burn. Not that, So it has to be fair, obviously. That yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you have to cough up more. Right. Who, who is, are these with, because he was with Eddie Murphy's. Ex for a while. These can't be daughters he had with her, right? It's a good question. Yeah. Not really sure if Gene was involved with Eddie Murphy or not. Huh. Uh, hey, Doug, the bounty hunter was rushed to the hospital this weekend after reportedly suffering a heart attack. Man, it's yeah. been a bad streak for him. He just lost his wife a couple yeah. months ago. According to TMZ, sources say that the reality star was taken to a Colorado hospital after feeling a pain in his chest. Uh, a rep for Dog said in a statement, I can confirm Dog is under doctor's care. And is resting comfortably. You didn't happen to see him around the ER, did you, Nick? I did not, no. Okay. They performed an emergency mulletectomy. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, there yeah, was a specialist it? in from Zurich, yes. Uh, thank you for all your well wishes, he said. Uh, keep them coming. And, of course, yeah, as you said, Steve, his wife uh, died. Uh, Beth died uh, a couple of months back from cancer, so it has been a rough year for him. Uh, There's so the, a guy, by the way, who came back from, yeah, his, his scandal, he came back from that. Oh, yeah, that's Remember right. that? Yeah, yeah, a there was a racial record, stuff. recording of him throwing around the N-word. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah. he didn't want his daughter dating a black man. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I believe that was the case. Hey, uh, Seinfeld is headed to Netflix. All right. Yep, the streaming well, giant and Sony Pictures announced yesterday that Netflix has obtained the global streaming rights to the show. Okay, I, I've been watching it on Hulu, I guess, then, right? Or Amazon. Maybe Hulu. Yeah. I think I, I've yeah. been watching it on Plus Hulu. Plus regular cable, uh, regular, you know, syndicated outlets. And I mean, I just, I have, like, my regular go-to-bed shows uh, that, uh, like, so it's Seinfeld, it's Family Guy, it's Always Sunny, um, just shows that I've seen. A lot of that right. I can that I can give you really... comfort, like a glass of warm milk. Well, no, I don't like the idea. I don't, I don't like the idea of going to sleep to something I haven't seen before because then I'm more inclined to watch it. Okay, but I, understand I, but I that. need to sleep with the TV on. When and... I walked into the bedroom this morning to kiss my wife goodbye, yeah. she had an episode of Ancient Aliens running on her iPad, <laughs> and the Ancient Aliens iPad was face down on the bed. So yeah, she just wants to hear it because it makes her go to sleep because she's seen it so many times. Are you serious? It's basically the same way you put it on your environmental sounds. Yeah. Instead of the crashing waves of the ocean, for my wife, it's Ancient Aliens. Okay. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, my wife had on um, Frasier. Frasier. Oh, so that's new, I As I was leaving, and it was cranked up really loud, too. Do you I'm know like, what I like to listen okay. to at night, Preston? Mm-mm. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. The sound of the fan. Uh, and now also Cheers. Uh, I'm almost through the first season of Cheers, Well, t- which uh, I've only watched about 15 minutes of. Netflix is uh, losing The Office, and they're losing what else, Preston? There's, uh, there are two main shows that they're losing that are their syndicated oh, sure. home runs. Okay, so they're losing both those, so they're... They're sort of yeah. bringing on Seinfeld yep. to counter that. Yep, exactly. Uh, each of the 180 episodes of the long-running series will be available on Netflix beginning in 2021. Dan Aykroyd has confirmed that he will be returning to Ghostbusters 3, which will be out next summer. 
Uh, during an interview with Joe Rogan, he said about the sequel, it'll be all or most of the original people. It's going to be great. And it will be directed by Jason Reitman, son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the original film and the sequel, Ghostbusters 2. I love that, that, that Paul Rudd's in this as well. And they're, they're you know, they're having... Um they're having fun with it, and it seems to be a, a really um, loving uh, approach to it. I, I was I enjoyed the all female Ghostbusters. I did, a lot of people jumped all over it. I thought it was fun. It wasn't great, but it was fun. I didn't see it. Yeah, um, and I know some people got angry about it. Got which crazy. Was like, yeah. What? And oh, these guys were in it. Dokey. They all made cameos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't see it yet, but uh, but anyhow. I liked Ghostbusters. I'm not fanatical about it. Like Neither some am I. people are, you know. The first one was, was the home run. Yeah. Second one was fun. And then, yeah. 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 Uh, Felicity Huffman may have already started her 250 hours of court-ordered community service. According to TMZ, the actress and her daughter, Sophia, were spotted visiting a rehab center for addicted homeless youth in Los Angeles on Sunday. And Huffman was uh, spotted holding a stack of notebooks in her hands while her daughter was holding a tray of cupcakes. Who wants a notebook or a cupcake? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, it, uh, I have a notebook, man. It hasn't been confirmed that the visit will count toward her mandated community Which service. one can eat, man? Huffman was sentenced to 14 days in jail after pleading guilty to the bribery charges. Uh, no word on where she's going to serve her sentence just yet. Stop drooling on my purse. <laughs> she needs to lose that attitude. Yes, yeah. Yeah, if she's going to be helping out. You're drooling on my Louis Vuitton. Uh, despite rumors, Meghan Markle has no plans to relaunch her lifestyle site, The Tig. <laughs> the tig? I thought it was Tig Old Biddies. No, it's not Tig Old Biddies. <laughs> <laughs> she should rename it Totes, Totes <laughs> McCash. Totes McC- Rumors started spreading after Markle's business manager, Andrew Meyer, filed documents in the United States for the Duchess of Sussex to keep the rights to the site until 2021. A site named TigTots. TigTots. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you're in dangerous waters here. Was also trademarked, which sparked speculation that uh, Megan might be creating a spinoff of the site focused on motherhood. So what about her spinoff site, uh, Phil McCracken? Phil McCracken. According to Page Six, uh, a spokesperson said about the rumors, uh, the lasting trademark is to uh, pre- uh, prevent false branding to avoid others purporting to be the Duchess uh, or affiliated with her. We look forward to working with Emerson Biggins. Yeah, they should do Tig Old Biddies for sure. If you're going to go with the Tig, you the Tig Tods. You need to go with Tig Old Biddies, which could be a line of, of bras. Yes. Brazier's. Tig Old Biddies. If you will. I'm yes. wearing my Tig Old Biddies right now, and I've <laughs> never felt more sensual. <laughs> so but she's... they don't want people in, you know, they don't want the royal family running a uh, a site like that. No. Nah. Right? Yeah, yeah, probably not. They'll I mean, do it for charity, and they already yeah. do a site for charity. And, and I guess the Tig... Means uh, uh, breasts. No, is that uh, to a lifestyle site? I guess as long as you maybe you could do it, like if it were like a wellness site or something like that, and not necessarily products and so on. But, right. Or or if you sell the products, that proceeds go to charity. Yeah, the, I guess I the know. presumption but don't is make you, any money off of it. Yeah, because you have you have a built-in promotional mechanism that other businesses don't have. Yeah, uh, and you got a gazillion dollars. Right. Um, so old biddies. 
And tiggle bitties. Does she have tiggle bitties? No, she no. has moderate bitties. Okay, bitties. <laughs> not not itty bitties, but... But no, yeah. Yeah, okay. She certainly warrants an around-the-shoulder boulder hole. Steve, midi bitties. Midi bitties. They're like medium. Right. Mid-sized. Yeah. Midi bitties. Who got in trouble for saying that about Oprah? Was it, it was uh, Terrence, Terrence Howard? Howard. Yeah, yeah. Howard, idiot. Yeah. Oh, what a dummy. All right. Uh, Anthony Bourdain's personal possessions will be sold in an auction next month. Uh, according to the New York Post, the online auction held by Lark Mason Associates from October 9th to the 30th will include 200 items, which have a total market value between two hundred dollars and $400,000. Proceeds from the auction will be split with 60% going to Bourdain's ex, uh, Otavia Busia, and their daughter, uh, Ariane, who is 12. And the remaining 40% will be donated by the family to the Culinary of Inst- the Culinary Institute of America's Anthony Bourdain Legacy Scholarship. What ha- what has happened with his girlfriend, who is Aja Argento? Wasn't that who he was seeing when he... Yeah. Yeah, I don't when know. He committed suicide. I don't think that they were together long enough to okay. be okay. considered for monetary monetary things. Okay, yeah. So anyhow, this is going to his his uh, former wife. Hey, um, you know what we didn't touch on when I when I talked about Christy Brinkley, Kate Flannery, yes, on Dancing with the Stars, and um, you sent over the video. I watched it. Kathy watched it. Kathy, I think she did a good job. There, it's hard to when you're um, not a dancer. Uh, if you dance with a partner, they can keep you uh, on beat, you mm-hmm. know. So she did a lot where she was dancing beside him, which means she needed to do it herself. And I thought she did a great job. Yeah. She did. And uh, Kathy, and the first performance is always yeah. But rusty. she like got into it. They really, you know, make sure that they're out there performing. If you remember, like in earlier days, I forget who the guy was. I think he might have been a rapper. Um, but he basically went out and like stood there and did not want to be there. And they were kind of like, "Why are you here?" Oh. So I think they make sure that they're going to get people that are really going to perform and kate certainly did it was the guy from two life crew that you're thinking of uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but, no, but the um uh the show was two hours i think kathy they milk this thing with the well, preparation and the pre-story and all this stuff and the, hers so you, was funny hers was done well because obviously it was an homage to the office yeah and you know what though did they do all of the dance like did everyone go yeah because it seemed to up, be. I looked up some of the other ones and I couldn't find their dances. So I was like, "Well, maybe there's another." Oh, they they were they were they gave the long run. Everyone was oh, yeah for two hours. Yeah, you think yeah. they'd get everybody in? Yeah. By the way, her and while she was dancing, her facial expressions yeah. and everything were great. She was, in fact, one of the wonderful. judges said, "Your face says you're doing it. You had the, the attitude, <laughs> but I said, we have to slap your hands at the end that you're dancing." They said, but they were all very complimentary. They gave her all fives. Do we so, have a Do we have a clip? Yeah, we, we have a, a clip, couple clips. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. This is, uh, I don't know what all these are. Here we go. I'm excited to be one of the competitors on Dancing with the Stars. Even though The Office is the number one stream show of all time, Dancing with the Stars is the most glamorous show in the history of television, and I don't want it to go to my head. So I like to come back to where it all started, the workplace. It's real here. Rolling chairs, landlines. Oh, I'll tell Len. These are things that keep me grounded. And remind me who I am and where I'm from. All right. Uh, this is when she meets her partner who is new this Yeah, season. it's his yes. first season. Yeah, so here we go. My name is Pasha Pashkov. I am a... Pasha Pashkov? My name is Pasha Pashkov. Pasha Pashkov. And I work at Pashkov's. <laughs> Seven times United States National 10 Dance Champion. And this is my first season on Dancing with the Stars. We're going to challenge ourselves with the cha-cha-cha. What could go wrong? Cha-cha. I 
danced in college 25 plus years ago, but I've had no ballroom experience. So this is new to me. All right. So she did something in her performance, Preston. She started off uh, uh, singing. So, yes. yeah, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, she was uh, did a little acapella. She works hard for the money. Did you notice that Jane Lynch was watching her? They were at, no. at a table, so Jane Lynch and some of her office castmates oh, were there. Oh, really? Oh, awesome. cool. Yeah, yeah, awesome. You know what? I think, because the website, the Dancing with the Stars website says voting will begin soon. Right, they don't. They don't vote this week. Uh, this is just to kind oh, of. Oh, they don't vote on the first week. Right, you know, got I, it, got I, got I got don't it. watch okay. the show, but I'm going to do it for her. Oh, I, me yeah. too, totally. Excellent. All right, so uh, she's doing good. She's doing well. She got her. She got a solid. You know, right in the yeah. middle there. I think the audience likes her. If she if she can pull anything on that huge office fandom, and we yeah. work at it. Yeah. Let's see if we can get her at least try to you know get her as far as she can go. Yeah. As soon as the voting is up and running, we'll we'll be reminding you guys to support Kate because hey, she's a Philly gal. She loves this show. I know. She, she's we love so her. fun. Yeah. See what I mean though in the dance? Like she did do partner dancing with him, but there was a lot of points where she's kind of like by herself and having to do the moves, and she she's doing it all, which I think is like impressive. Oh, she all did right. a good job, of Kathy. She was on a little hands of snapping and the whole thing. <laughs> by the face, you got sats. Uh, by the way, somebody texted in and asked us to uh, to mention this that uh, our buddy Bert Kreischer. Uh, there's an there's possible that uh, they may option his The Machine Story. Yeah, legendary productions for a movie. Yes. Cool. And is it is it a go or what's up? They have optioned. This is what Variety is reporting. They've optioned the rights to this story. So uh, usually, you know, he's he is uh, that whole that machine story has been around forever. Mm-hmm. And if they do it, I mean, because would he star? It's in a it? younger. He would. It's he early could, on in his yeah. career, but he would maybe be the professor. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. There's no way he could play himself in the in the movie because college students. But uh, yeah, it's true. it's wild. Yeah, it's very cool. Good that'd, for him, man. Yep, that'd be wonderful. He's uh, so tired of telling that story, though. I mean, it's a great story, but he's had to tell it so many times. Yeah, up on stage. And so finally, making a movie in in Philly. Well, is this a spoiler alert at the end yeah, of it? He, you're good. Yeah, he he starts to he ends it with starting to tell that story. Right, yeah, and yeah. the crowd goes insane. <laughs> uh, so good on him, man. Hopefully that'll happen. All right, we are ready for the official clips. Those are the non-official clips we yes. just played. Uh, Ezekiel Reyes, Road to Revenge, throws him into a life he cannot escape in the show Mayans MC. Mm-hmm. Urines? What's that? Urines? Urines and Mayans. Yep. Oh. Uh, I'm like, did I mispronounce something? Uh, here, DJ Pardo talks about putting everything he could into playing Ezekiel. When I left it all there in the room in the most honest way possible, being given that opportunity, I mean, I just, I went to my car and I cried. Like, there, I was empty. I emptied myself out there. I don't give a f- uh, season two of Mayans MC continues on FX. That's tonight at 10 p.m. I should be that committed person that you just... You just... Just, I know after the show, sometimes I'll see you walk into the office crying because you, yes. you, you left it all here. <laughs> I do sometimes sleep. Yeah. That's <laughs> your version of We have got to, okay. I think what? we need. Yeah. So we haven't gotten your goddamn throne, though. I've been begging for a long time. <laughs> what we need is an optimized sleep compartment. On, can we make that a project? Well, I'm, I'm working. About, I bought all everything. Right, Jeff, I'm going to finish no, no, no. my birth today. Don't, Hang on. Don't. We need uh, we need a high level. I'm going to get Jeff Devlin in here because oh, you know what he it. he's got something to promote anyway. So he he okay. him in to... here and let's something that but there, it has to be a functional yes. desk. 
And we want a Seinfeld setup like um, like a stanza, like a stanza yeah. head. Um, He's I'm, got a perfect space. Well, I'm working on my version. I actually brought some stuff in today okay. to to create my because I I, I like to, sure that. I need to take a rest after the show. I'm freaking exhausted when we're done doing you the show. Yeah, you all here, man. And I and I go lay down for like 20 minutes. It, it's like you're working on that Mayan yeah. show, right? <laughs> but just like Steve was saying, you leave it all here in the studio, man. You so go in like, there crying and spent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> We uh, hear him whimpering. Uh, when I'm done today, I'll take pictures of what I have constructed okay. so Please, far. and if anyone can... Could you imagine for the show, if you had... <laughs> I mean, that would be so cool. Mm. Look well, at this. Well, that's like pretty a bed, cool. Like a bed that... Um, With yeah, his own TV. Uh, maybe maybe a fridge. Also Preston. Right. Oh, we need to get a <laughs> Preston. As secure enough where you could rub one out. Oh, oh my, my God. <laughs> and we would have no, no idea. That's that is, is 100% on board. Come on. With a little toilet paper roll dispenser on the exactly. wall. Exactly. Come on. Kathy would have no idea. If you it's do that again, I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> again? <laughs> no, you need bounty. You can't use toilet paper. It's got to be the quicker. Whatever paper you ever. want. Mm. All right. Hey, it's my. It is yours. Room. Yeah. It's your... Tell them how to spank it's no birth. It's a birth. <laughs> we have another clip, by the way. Oh. Right, yeah. In the iLand, it's I dash land. Stupid. Uh, ten people must band together after waking up on a deserted island with no memory of who they are <laughs> or how they arrived. Kate Bosworth. Haven't heard from her. Oh, I like Kate Bosworth. Yeah, explains why her role intrigued her in this clip. I'm normally offered roles that are sort of more upfront in that sense. And I was like, no, I want to be the weird character-y one. Like, I want to be the question mark. It's rare for me where I get offered, like, more character work, and that's often the stuff that I love to do. Shut the f*** up! You know what? Stop remaking Lost. Stop it. Yeah. Enough of this. Yeah. The first uh, season of Island is available for streaming on Netflix now. So we'll see if it's any good. They made a actually they had a, a, a sort of a comedy show that was a a parody of things like this. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. You know, is it good? does anyone has anyone heard anything about this? No, this is the first I've heard of it. So uh, we'll see. All right, all right. And there you go. That's what I got for you in uh, the entertainment report this morning. We have Tattoos Day. Your chance to win a press and receive tattoo. Tat, uh, text word tattoo to three nine three three three. Uh, we'll see if you can win a little bit later on this morning. A Preston and Steve tattoo. And Casey just handed me these. I'm going to give away some passes for our sorority party Thursday night. Kathy's Bitch Box yeah. Part 3. So we'll take, let me see, two callers right now, starting with caller number 15. So callers 15 and 16 at 215-263-WMMR. 21 and over event. Winners and a guest each get Kathy's Bitch Box filled with some of her favorite products. You want to mention uh, some of the brands, Kathy? Yes, actually I do, if I can get Which, to by the way, while you're getting to them, uh, yeah. first drink is free, happy hour buffet, uh, everybody leaves with a ton of great stuff, and of course it's from uh, Harris, Philadelphia, total gaming and entertainment experience, all in one place where Philly comes out to play. Preston, did you see, uh, back in our office, there are two bins of those cookies that we like? <laughs> yes, I did. I saw yeah, them yesterday. But there's signs all over, don't touch I know, how difficult is it I'm, I'm to not eat I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I want to thank all of the people who are giving us uh, alcohol or <laughs> a form of it. Uh, stateside Vodka. Love them. Uh, yeah, they're local. Uh, they're great. They've been great to work with. They're going to be 
there. Um, They're super generous, too. They support the uh, the mutiny on the motion. Yes, they were telling me about it. And uh, actually, they're going to have like a little, it's actually a little extra special gift for you. So you'll uh-huh. see when you get there. But uh, Claffy's Frozen Cocktails, if you've not had one of these, they're delicious. You're going to get one uh, that's in the box. And then uh, Coppola Wine is contributing as well. So thanks to those three companies. And Christopher Curse Photography, who's helping out uh, with some of the pictures that we're posting. Uh, there's a great uh, blog on PrestonandSteve.com uh, with some details about why I chose each of the products. And then, of course, on social media, we're posting pictures and stuff like that. So there's still chances for you to win. Uh, but the only way you can win, the, the contest online has ended. So you do have to listen to the show and call in. Those are the last passes. All right. All good. We're going to take a break. Don't forget, Money Shark, your chance to win $1,000, maybe even ten grand, less than an hour from now. 8 o'clock, we'll get you all the information. We'll be right back. MMR's Money Shark. You might be sick of this song, but you're not sick of winning $1,000, are you? And here's your chance to win cash five times a day, weekdays. Tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword. We give you 15 minutes to text the keyword to a special contest short code, 45911. You can also enter using the MMR mobile app or via WMMR.com, in which case we'll put your name in the hat for a $10,000. Dollar grand prize. MMR's Money Shark. Details at. All right, enough. Stop. Get the entry methods and contest rules at WMMR.com. Brought to you by Horizon Services. 24 7 heating, cooling, and plumbing. And by 933 WMMR. Nick had the day off yesterday. Uh, he was uh, had scheduled that particular day off, a vacation day, because uh, you went to Colorado to visit family. Yeah. And while you were there, of course, you're in the great outdoors and you're in the Rocky Mountains. You're going to take advantage of that. Yeah, so my brother Adam turns 40 this year. Adam lives down in uh, Virginia. My brother Josh lives out in Colorado, and my dad spends about half the year out there. And uh, be- for my brother's Adam's 40th birthday, he wanted to do a mountain climb with me and my other brother Josh. And so... Um, we decided that this weekend would work. It was the only weekend really on the, the whole year that was good for everybody. Um, and uh, so you guys were gracious enough to be, give me the day off yesterday. I flew out Friday after the show. Are you all uh, climbers? Would you all hike? Uh, Josh has been doing it a lot. He, Josh yeah. moved out there about a year and a half ago, and um, he's lost like 60 or 70 pounds by being in wow, Colorado. That's awesome. He's yeah. gotten into uh, real uh, great shape. And I need part, to move there. Well, <laughs> you, when you live in a place like Colorado, uh, you just tend to be outside more often, yeah. and, and, and you have access to, I think it's 50. 53 different mountains that are over 14,000 feet. Oh, wow. Yeah. They call them 14ers. And so um, Adam wanted to climb a 14er uh, because he was tur- uh, turning 40 this year. So we said, sure, let's do it this weekend. Uh, my dad spends about half the year out in Colorado, so we were going to visit him as well. And uh, so I flew out Friday after the show, got in, had a really nice dinner. Um, and then we got up before dawn on Saturday morning to head to this mountain called Mount Bierstadt. It's about uh, 50 miles west of Denver. Uh, up into the Rockies, and it's a relatively easy 14er to climb, and that's why Josh chose it. Um, it there's a little town uh, called Georgetown. You drive above that, uh, and you're in the wilderness at that point, parking the trailhead, and you go. How removed are you uh, when you are climbing? You're in the wilderness, you know, okay. so so you're removed from um, people, uh, but it's it's a oft-traveled uh, climb, and right. so um, there were a lot of people in the parking lot when we got there, and we right. got there 
uh, like 5.30, something like that. Okay. So um, we park at the trailhead. We're stretching. And honestly, like, uh, I felt great. I we it, I, I got a decent night's sleep the night before. I felt strong. I've, I've been doing some climbing here and there over the last seven or eight years. And there are days where you just don't feel like doing it. And yeah. other days where you feel weak. And, and uh, But it, Saturday morning, I felt great. Raring to go. Raring to go. All felt right. strong. So a mile into the hike. Let's do this. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. So you, Did you put, put on some Madonna? <laughs> should have to get yourself ready. Totally should have. Uh-huh. Um, a, a quick side note. Yeah. Uh, I I flew Southwest, and I believe it's a, this. I know it's a Southwest rule, but I think it's a, a rule for all domestic flights. Uh, if you are not checking a bag, you're not allowed to take um, trekking poles with you. And I have really good trekking poles. Uh, and I was driving to the airport, and I wasn't going to check my bag uh, because getting in, uh, you know, off the plane's faster when you don't check a bag. So I, I left my trekking poles in the car. So uh, that comes in important. It's yeah, an important yeah, yeah. detail. See, so uh, for me, and, and, and so I, I do more trail than there's well, not, not. We've many talked mountains, about this, yeah, but trekking poles are when you are starting to ascend anything. They're awesome and As, they're invaluable. And when you're coming down, it really saves yes, your legs yes, a yes, lot. Yes, and and so um, I love having them. And but I figured, you know what? This is a relatively easy 14er, and <laughs> I won't need them on this trip. I'll be fine without them. Uh, all right, real quick. Yeah. So start to finish, you you uh, from the time you start to the top of the mountain to the time you get back. How far of a hike is it? Uh, seven miles in and out. All right. So three and a half, uh, three and a half back. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so it's really not that difficult. Yeah. And you start uh, around ten, and you go to fourteen plus, and um, it was, it was picture perfect morning. There's not a cloud in the sky. So uh, the first mile of the hike is really easy. It's it, actually some of it's even downhill. Yeah. And then you get to the stream and you cross the stream. In theory, you cross the stream and uh, then you go uh, up the mountain. That's that's where the real ascent begins. So I'm um, feeling good and I'm uh, hiking along and my brother's in a, a great mood and I'm in a great mood and um, we're we're cruising. We so get, this this part of the trail is uh, well, you know, the, it's, it's flat. Yeah. You know, it, Stephen it, Hawking could rock. There's yes. no problem. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Oh uh, it's a mountain trail. Right, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's bumpy and yeah. Spots. So he puts the treads on. <laughs> right. I mean, he's dead obviously when, when he was <laughs> right. when he was alive. When he was alive. Yeah. So. Um, we get to the stream, and Josh crosses the stream first, has his trekking poles, gets across no problem. Oh. Adam is second, and he crosses behind Josh uh, and slips a little bit. And so I, I, I wait, but, you know, feeling yeah. fine. Uh, but it, it was um, slippery, and it was icy that morning because mm-hmm. we were at, uh, you know, 10,000-plus feet, and it was it gets to be winter already in the mountains. Uh, they got snow in Breckenridge this past weekend. So uh, crossing the stream... I am literally one rock away from getting to the other side of the stream. Oh, man. Josh reaches out with his trekking pole, and then I grab it uh, to stable myself and balance. Um, but I, I just I relied on it too much. And, yeah. and so, um, but all of this happens in an instant, right? So um, I slip off of the one rock. What I should have done in retrospect, A, I should have brought my trekking poles, but I didn't. I really shouldn't have tried to climb across the rocks. I should have gone through the bottom of the stream yeah. and just gotten my feet wet, and I would have been fine. But I didn't do that. I decided to cross on the slippery rocks instead. So um, my uh, I, I lose my balance, and I start to fall. And when I fall, my right leg ends up wedged in between oh. two other rocks. Mm. And then I fall again. And I hear the pop, and oh. I hear the snap. Oh. And so I, an and audible, I, audible I pop. Right away, Steve. Oh, I knew. So my leg, my right leg was wedged in between the two rocks and uh, my body continued to fall and there was no way that my right leg could move. And so Which I, way did you fall? Uh, to my left and my right leg was pointing straight up at that point. So I, I shifted all the way to the left 
uh, but oh. my right leg did not. Okay, okay. so that's that. Uh, yeah, so you hear an audible pop. I hear the pop. I hear the snap. Because of the flowing water, it moves your body and rips your foot off. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, that, oh. that didn't happen. No, no, but I mean, so, okay, so you're I, there. Then I fall into the creek at this oh, point. Now and you're sitting in the stream. I'm in the stream, and it's cold, and it's, you yeah. know, pre-dawn. And um, my initial thought was, well, crap, I just broke my leg. But then my second thought was, Maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was, and it just hurts, and I'll be okay in a second. And I, right. start, I start to crawl a little bit. And, you know, sometimes when you fall, you get embarrassed. Or you think uh, oh, everybody's watching me. I didn't have that thought at all because of how much pain I was okay. in. Okay. Right. All right. Immediate so, pain. Immediate bad pain. So I start crawling through the creek to get to the other side, and then I yell, I'm angry at yeah. myself now, and I'm yelling the F-bomb over and over again. And, um, and I, t- I t- turn to Josh and Adam, my brothers, and I say... I heard a pop and yeah. I felt it. So <sighs> they know not to lift me and they they basically drag me through the, <laughs> the creek bed to get to the other side. Oh there's a, there's a sort of a bank yeah. um, on the other side of the the stream and I prop myself like into a Wells that. Fargo or TD or no 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 like a, um, uh, a bed. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, no, uh, just the side, uh, of, the, side <laughs> of the creek. Was was it when when they were moving you? Did it hurt worse? Yes. Okay. Everything hurt at that point. Mm-hmm. So the next hour uh, was terrible. Um, and I was in a lot of pain and I was cold and I started feeling like maybe I was going into shock a little bit. However, there were a lot of people that were passing by. Because it's right at the beginning of the trip. It's a mile in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this is at the beginning of the trip, at the <laughs> yeah. beginning of the weekend. This is where grandma walks into this part and says, have a good walk. Honestly, like if my dad wanted yeah, to yeah. go, he could have done this part. This yeah. was the easy part. All right, boys, have a good time. See you later. <laughs> um, the difficult part of the ascent had not yet begun. Yeah, yeah. In so fact, you had to sit there for a whole hour? So before? one of the first people that passes had an emergency beacon on him and so he activated that and then we had to figure out what to do so josh and adam had to determine whether or not uh they wanted to try to carry me back and put my arms around their shoulders yeah and and hike the mile out um and but you just, still got you would have had to cross the stream again i would have had to cross back across the stream yeah so um we decide that that's not a good idea that the, we don't know how quickly this emergency beacon thing is going to work and we it, it was um, not ours it was somebody else who was passing by and no cell phone service no cell phone service whatsoever no we're in the, we are in the wilderness at this point so josh decides uh, all right what we're going to do is he's going to haul ass back to the trailhead back to the parking lot and try and get service and his car was there mm-hmm. so adam stayed with me josh hauled back and um um, at some point, he was able to get cell phone service, and so he called nine one one. And the, the the town that's closest is a town called Georgetown, Colorado, and they sent up paramedics and EMTs. Did they? Uh, so I'm curious with the the emergency beacon. Did was that received, and was there already help yeah. on the way through that? Yes. So uh, the, it's it's a pretty they fascinating alerted. process. So they don't know what's happening. They right? don't. No. Okay. All so they they're sending is... three helicopters, and uh, well, you know, they know where it is. Uh-huh. They don't know what's happening. Right. So so the that's the if we had been a mile up further, it would have been the helicopter. We, we, I would wow. have been medevaced out of there. But what the emergency beacon did was send Alpine uh, search and rescue. And uh, so the EMTs come, the paramedics come, and then Alpine oh, Search no. and Rescue comes. Oh, no. No, listen. Um, I, I was embarrassed at the number of people who were there to try to help me get out. It was a small army of, it was all guys. And How many people? Twelve. Twelve. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
And uh, you know what? Here, I, I have their names because I, I want to thank a couple of them. But <laughs> a dozen it, people. It was it was unreal. The but these guys, this is what they live for. They are pros. They knew exactly what to do. They yeah. they they uh, the EMTs when they arrived, which was about an hour later. So we I sat there for an hour as people were passing by. Right. And I was getting cold. And but two people left me emergency blankets. You know those ones you see when people run. Yeah, marathons. they look like, like tinfoil. Uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. look like tinfoil. Uh, we have uh, so Marissa was just in my ear saying we have video of this. Yeah. So Adam took some video what? and. Um, yeah. We can post some of that. I put some uh, some on my Twitter feed this morning, and I'll put some on Instagram and, and Twitter throughout the day. <sighs> Which clip are we sending to AFV? <laughs> yeah, well, we don't have the actual fall. Oh, okay. You guys By the remember? way, here's a text from it says Nick should join the army. This injury is like a prerequisite. It happens all the time during uh, ruck marches. Yeah, uh, and and so it's you know it's pretty common. I mean, you know, you don't have to be. Uh, scaling a treacherous uh, incline to fall and roll no. your ankle or, or break something. You know? No, you're right. exa- Preston, I was on, so I am always on the Wissahickon Trail all the time, in and out. And I told you, uh, it was a couple months ago, I'm going up the, the path and down, Nick, there's a guy between two guys with his leg dragging and this, he rolled his foot walking across, trying to go across the creek yeah. at, at a shallow part. Same thing happened. It's easy. So, it's easy to do. We have video running. Kathy, are you looking at this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at all it. these guys. There's so many people. God, it's like a bucket brigade and they're passing <laughs> Nick along. Oh, my God. In this. Uh, they put a helmet on him. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. This gurney. They had a helmet to fit your head? <laughs> Dude, I, I'm not kidding. Double XL, I, I said, I said to the guy, I was like, listen, I got a really large head. I don't know if this is going to fit and the the lead EMT guy says it's okay I have a large head too. Yeah. And so he okay. let me uh, let me borrow it's one of It's not them. a helmet it's a salad bowl. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that made me feel a little bit better was that um as I was I mean this is sad to say but as I was lying there in the creek or next to the creek for an hour a lot of other people fell. So I felt better about myself because I was the only one falling across this thing. Right. Fortunately nobody else got injured. Um but uh yeah so it was the um the Clear Creek EMS, and they were the guys out of Georgetown, John and Mike and Daniel, and then uh, the EMTs were um, from Cedar Creek. Uh, they were those were the paramedics in the Alpine uh, Search and Rescue. Uh, Rick, Eric, Tom, Mike, Griffin, and Bobby, and then Kurt was the lead guy. And the uh, he said, "Hey," and I had a Flyers head on. He said, "Hey, you from Philly?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, uh, "He's like, oh yeah, I grew up there, spent my whole life there." And I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, you know MMR." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I love MMR." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I, I work on the morning show." You work with Preston and Steve? <laughs> Are, you Are you serious? Swear to God. So, Kurt, this one's for you. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh Isn't that awesome? I Did you punch it. in on the beacon code? Did you punch in the three-digit code for radio personality? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's why okay. they took an hour. I'm yeah. radio. Nick, I, TV I, would have been in a half hour. I have felt like this before. It wasn't a dozen people, but when I was a kid, I was probably in, like, fourth grade. We were skiing, and I wiped out, and I messed up my leg. I had, you know, a strained, almost torn ligaments. So they had to send up a snowmobile, like three or four people, and they had to put splint me up and carry me down the mountain. Everybody's watching. And and I felt like you probably did there going, oh, my God, all these people and they're, you well, know. You feel like a goon. It's yeah. a fire yeah. truck. It's like a Christmas story. No, It's a little embarrassing, the amount of oh fuss. Oh, my God. God. They called the police. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow, it's the fire department. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it is. It's embarrassing. Uh, however, this is what these guys are trained to do. It's, it's what they're incredibly great at. And, yeah. and I felt completely in safe in their hands. And so the reason that there were 12 of them is that they load you into this, um, uh, 
what's the name of the thing that they put in the back of the ambulance? Uh, a gurney? A gurney, but it's got one wheel underneath. So it's like it's a, a gurn then. A gurn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a gurning. You, they put you it's on a gurning. Somebody said that makes gurning. a funny face. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a glorified <laughs> wheelbarrow, really. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's one wheel that goes underneath it and then and then the you know, the ambulance uh, gurney on top, but they have twelve guys because it's four people carrying you out and they switch they rotate so it's three guys or oh. you know one guy on the left one guy on the right one guy on the front one of the guy in the back they'll do a team of four they'll take you uh, you know a quarter of a mile and then they'll switch and then the other team rotates in mm. so these guys well, know they, exactly down what they to were a doing. science oh my god like yeah. you can see yeah. obviously this is what now mind you you're you're on on the on the pecking order you're you're a low um low level uh injury yeah. you realize that they they'll go up up all the way, they you know, have. and, and yeah. it's, it's an astonishing thing that they're able to They've do. They've had to. Just yeah. a quick question about search and rescue. Are they volunteers? Um, they are paid employees, um, but I don't know by whom. So there are search and rescue that work for the National Park Service, but we weren't on National Park land. Yeah. We were in um, Department of Agriculture land, so I don't know who employs them. I don't know if okay. it's the state or the county or what. Yeah, and uh, so when I was in uh, Utah this past summer, our tour guide, that's what he does on the side is he's a... And is he's he paid? A, he, he's a search and rescue guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you can do it in ski patrol. You know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. One guy that was hiking on Beerstadt this morning on his way down stopped and took really great care of me, and uh, he was ski patrol in the winter, and so he was trained for this kind of stuff but as like, well. But I wonder, like, if, when you get in an, in an ambulance, you, you know, your health insurance has to kick in and pay for that. Is there some... some Something that you're gonna have to Same pay thing for the with search, the, with the search, uh, search and rescue, rescue guys. Yeah, too, so yeah. Um, I'm very curious <laughs> to see what the bill is gonna be oh, um, okay. because they they had to take me in an ambulance from the top of the mountain or to, for, you know from the wilderness uh, and the and the parking lot in Beerstadt um, all the way down through Georgetown and the 50 miles back to Denver. So we went to uh, St. Anthony's Hospital in Lakewood, Colorado. And uh, I met Anna, who went to uh, Upper Dublin High School and uh, <laughs> has been living in Colorado for three years. She was my ER nurse. She took great care of me, and she uh, she's a big fan of MMR as well. There's a lot, a lot of people out That's west. crazy. But, yeah, so the ambulance ride um, will be expensive. I don't know how much it's going to be. Yeah. It's not nearly as expensive as the medevac would have Well, you been. made them stop right. for food, didn't you? Well, I'm talking, I hadn't eaten much. Josh made an egg sandwich. I want to get some bagels. Uh, no, it's, you know, it's a 50-mile ambulance ride, yeah, yeah. and I have health insurance, um, and they took me to a hospital that was for Fortunately, in network, but I don't know what these bills are going to be. It's going to be interesting to see. We got a number of texts that are wondering exactly what the injury was. So, what was the result of this fall? It's a uh, broken distal fibula, which is you have two um, bones in your lower leg. Uh, you, the femur is the big bone in the in the upper part of your leg, and then you have the tibia and the fibula in the lower part of your leg. And uh, I broke my fibula; it's just above the ankle. Um, where the break was. So uh, that's what the pop was. That's what I heard. And Could you imagine if it wasn't a pop and you just like fell on a Ziploc bag that was carrying like nuts that you were eating? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard a pop! Yeah. <laughs> it's like when Ross rolls over on the juice box. <laughs> right, right. Oh, um, no, it was a break. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a Ziploc a bag. Yeah. So uh, so I have a walking boot now and I have uh, I called Dr. Mike on Saturday later, later in the day and he yelled at me. And uh, asked me what I had done, um, and uh, and blamed me for falling. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll, I have an, uh, an appointment with an orthopedist later this week, and so they'll determine whether or not I have to have surgery. The very likely that I won't have to have surgery, and I probably won't have to have a cast. It'll probably just be this walking boot. Well, that's good. Uh, will you? What about your little uh, bagel cart mobility scooter? Is that uh, Man, the rollaway? The rollabout. Yeah. The rollabout. Roll yes. Yeah. It does have a basket for bagels and such. Yes. And I was uh, jonesing for it. I, I hadn't had to do many stairs until I got home last night. I flew home yesterday, and um, I was staying with my dad and his place. I was just living on the first floor. So going up and down stairs, I'm on crutches now. That's a, a giant pain in the ass. I forgot 
what a pain crutches are. Oh, yeah. You can't. Oh, yeah. You can't carry anything. Yeah. I don't want to jinx. I've never had to use them, and they uh, suck. I every there was a, a, a woman out at the burger brawl. She had just had sort of a similar injury. I told her about your thing. She had the the boot on, and she had her vehicle, yeah. her little cart. But it wasn't. Apparently, there's there are more all terrain versions of that. She had like an interior one, Ooh. and she was having a little bit of difficulty. I want the all terrain one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'll be in crutches for probably six weeks, eight weeks, something like that, and then. Uh, um, the one danger, and I talked to Mike, Dr. Mike about this the other day, is that uh, when you have an injury like this, um, you you could get blood clots while flying afterwards. Right. So I have, have had to be uh, on aspirin since Saturday morning, but got home safe and sound. I got to fly in the front row in Southwest, which was nice. Uh, while you were gone yesterday, we were talking about it, and uh, not on air, but uh, we were kind of joking around that maybe you're not quite cut out for physical activity. <laughs> but... <laughs> Nick hikes a lot. Yeah. You've done a lot of challenging hikes. So yeah. this is just, I think the more the more you do this, the uh, chances are it's going to happen eventually. Oh, I, I know, I know ultimately, like, I I have not had anything, which I'm amazed. I, there are times when I thought, where I've rolled my ankle and I am thought, okay, this is it. And I didn't have anything. So hopefully I'm not, the clock isn't ticking on me, you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm glad, hopefully it was just you. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's that kind of thing that is very simple to do and it never comes on that precarious, you know, uh, hanging off a cliffside. It's that thing that you are sort of just very comfortable with. Yeah. And that's where it happens. Slippery rock and yeah. creek, man. Uh, and uh, the first, or one of the first thoughts I had was, I got to get back here. I have to I have to beat this mountain because it kicked my ass this time around. So I'll, yeah. I'll go back. I'll do it again. Somebody texted and said if Nick was a superhero, his supervillain would be Madonna and his weakness <laughs> would be Slippery Rocks. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I was, I, for those who don't know, I was dancing in a wedding 11 years ago and uh, ruptured my Achilles and tore a calf <laughs> muscle dancing to Madonna at a wedding. So this injury was slightly manlier than that. <laughs> yeah. Was it um, the same foot? Same, same foot. Leg. Same yeah. leg. Yeah. That that. Injury was worse, though. I had to have a cast for that, and uh, that was like eight weeks. But if you remember, uh, the Phillies went into uh, went on to win the World Series that year. Oh, so, so you're setting us up. This leg injury bodes well for the rest of the Hey, Phillies. how far from the hospital was the closest marijuana store? About 80 yards. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the marijuana is legal recreationally and medically in, mm-hmm. in California, in Colorado, and um, was able to partake in that on the way way out. And, there you uh, go. That's good, yeah. I, I'd much rather take that than uh, Oxy, although I have Oxy as well. Wow. Um, and I don't want to take too much of that. Right, exactly. Wow. Uh, so how long uh, on the crutches? Probably couple months? Uh, yeah, probably four to six weeks on the crutches, but the orthopedist will be able to give me a better prognosis later this week, either tomorrow or Thursday, when I go and see that doctor. And um, and But, you know, listen, honestly, uh, thanks so much to the paramedics. Thanks to the EMTs. Thanks to the Al- Alpine Search and Rescue. Thank you to my brothers, Adam and Josh, and my dad for taking awesome care. Thank you to my girlfriend for driving me into work this morning. Um, and this injury could have been a million times worse. I could have hit my head. It yeah. Could have been oh, a, my God. You know, I, I, I could have been a mile up and had to be medevaced out of there. So Tons it, of ways. It, it sucked, and it, it's annoying, but I, I'm fine, and I was laughing about it that day. I called you, Preston, we, you know. I was already making fun of myself because yeah. what, what else are you going to do? I know you're really upset, though, because uh, you've been planning for months now to walk the uh, the runway at the Bitch Box Party. It was, <laughs> yeah. On Thursday. <laughs> well, and that's we have a substitute. Happen. We'll find a comfortable seat, and we do have a substitute. Yeah. We do, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, um, real quick, uh, I, was it your right or left leg? Right leg. 
what? So driving. driving. Oh, what about driving? Driving, yeah. Yeah, driving like, yeah, my oh, girlfriend drove Jesus. me into work this morning. Oh. Driving's going to be a bitch. Um, sleeping's hard. Showering is difficult. Like, everything that you do while standing or, or anything, sitting, whatever. <laughs> do, you more like than one of those, do you need one of those seats for the shower? I had one on Saturday. Or no, Sunday. Yeah, oh my, my gosh. Yeah, I had one but on But more than anything, Colorado. driving, man. I mean, yeah. it's not just to yeah. work, but to wherever you may need to get around. Not and, it. And go, yeah, right, yeah. me either. You live closest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah soccer practice for Ben and, and uh, all sorts of stuff is going to be hampered by this. So um, okay. yeah, getting around becomes, uh, you have to do everything a lot more slowly. And you guys know me, I'm already pretty damn slow. <laughs> yeah. But this is going to, uh, it puts a crimp in everything. You have to learn how to be patient. You have to learn how to take your time. You have to learn to plan ahead and carry mm-hmm. things with you if you're going to go certain places. So. How much earlier did you have to get up this morning? I got up like 15 minutes earlier, you know. Okay, so, I mean, it, like you just you just have to anticipate it. And um, uh, being on crutches, is a, it's just a giant pain in the ass. All right, well, breaking a bone sucks, man. Yeah. You know, but uh, a few weeks, so hopefully you'll be uh, walking around on your own by the time the Camp Out for Hunger rolls around. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Be good to go. And yeah. we'll get you uh, We'll get you set up with a comfortable seat at the uh, pitch box party. There you go. Okay. All right. Thanks. Uh, well, there's there's Nick's story. Broken yeah. leg. Uh, this time, a little bit more manly than Madonna. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh hiking like, a 14er. Not much. It was Not flat much. ground. He <laughs> well, hadn't even made it. To I was the... looking at the stream. You said you got... You we, got... Call, we call it a crick. I mean, <laughs> you can call it... A... I call it spilled water. <laughs> you said cool. you got kudos from that uh, quadruple amputee who passed you on the chair. Yeah, yeah. It was slippery. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back. Not only the bizarre file when we return, but your opportunity to win some big money. The Money Shark Contest will be up next. We'll be right back. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Disturbed. Revivalists. Motionless and white. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Thanks, Kath. We got, you know, like two minutes or so to play with before uh, Money Shark time, so I can uh, do a shard out or two. Uh-huh. Uh, this one is timely. It says, hey, this is Tony Michowski and Michkowski. That's how you say the name. Uh, play with meeting and coolest teacher of LaSalle College High School for 2018. I am currently at Paoli Hospital with my wonderful wife, Kelly, as we await the birth of our first child. It's a surprise, so we don't know the gender. Uh, And I was wondering if you could do a shard-out or maybe a butthole nuclear (laughs) shard-out for my wonderful wife, uh, who is super strong, plus the great nurses and doctors of Paoli Hospital. Hopefully, by the time you read this, September 17th morning, baby Mitch will be among amongst us enjoying Preston and Steve with mom and dad. Thanks for all that you and the team do. You guys and gals truly rock. And that is from uh, Tony. So we wish you guys the best. Yeah! <laughs> I didn't know we were doing the big... I didn't know what you were pointing at. You pointed at me, and I thought... Uh... Well, I said it said butthole. Okay, out, okay. So we that's... threw a butt... I was going to... See, in that case, I would have gone with uh, one fart, and then the butthole. And then the butthole. That's I what I was going that's what for. international law dictates. But, Casey, <laughs> yeah. um, your, your, your read of it was good, too. It's a celebration of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and then here's another, uh, another shard-out that has to do with uh, a hospital stay. 
It says, hey, guys, I took a nasty spill down the stairs Saturday. Broke my my arm and four ribs. Ooh. And I've been laid up in the hospital at Frankfurt Torsdale since. I go in for surgery on my arm tomorrow, and he sent this yesterday, so that means today. I wanted to give a big juicy shout-out to everyone here at the hospital. They've been absolutely fantastic and have taken amazing care of me. I've needed extra care uh, because I listen to you guys, and laughing isn't the best thing for broken ribs. Love you guys, and that's from Kevin Flanagan. So he wants a shout out for the hospital staff at Frankfurt Torsdale. So here you go. Good, good luck on your surgery. Have you ever had broken ribs? No. I I hear that that is just <clears throat> apt because you're breathing a and any sort of movement. What I mean, it's your your core. Yep. You can't there. laugh. You, you can't can, laugh. A yeah. sneeze is supposed to be the Excruciating. worst. Excruciating. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, good luck, man. All right. It's time. 93.3 WMMR Philadelphia. A Beasley Media Group Station. MMR's Money Shark. All right. Here we go. Your chance to win money, 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 money. $1,000. This hour's keyword... In the MMR Money Shark Nationwide Contest is bank, B-A-N-K. And you have until 8.15 to enter it. Now, you can do it with the text to our special contest short code number. The number is 45911, okay, 45911. Or you can enter using the MMR mobile app or via the contest page at WMMR.com. Those two ways, you'll be entered for the $10,000 grand prize. So if you want an extra chance to win, use the mobile app or WMMR.com. But if you can't, you can, of course, use the text as well. And the word is bank, B-A-N-K. We'll call you if you are randomly selected and you win $1,000. Complete contest rules are available at WMMR.com. Good luck from Horizon Services and WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, and the B-File this morning is brought to you by Delaware Valley University. The Delaware Valley University Masters in Criminal Justice is 100% online. And you can apply now and start this spring at delval.edu slash cj. Well, a Pittsburgh-area doctor is the latest to file a lawsuit against former Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown. (laughs) Dr. Victor Prisk has filed a lawsuit in Pennsylvania claiming that Brown owes him $11,500 in unpaid fees. Now, that's not why I've included it in the bizarre file. No. Dr. Prisk claims that Brown also repeatedly farted in his face and laughed about it during a consultation where he showed up three hours late. (laughs) Prisk said that he was wary of signing Brown because of his flighty reputation for not paying his bills. TMZ even obtained video of the appointment in August of 2018 where Brown can be heard farting and laughing about it as Prisk tests his body fat. Prisk said, it just seemed childish to me. I'm a doctor. And this man is farting in my face. And laughing. Prisk runs Prisk Orthopedics and Wellness, and he filed the suit earlier this month. The (laughs) new allegations are part of a Sports Illustrated report in which another woman has accused Brown of sexual misconduct in 2017 in Pittsburgh. And the first accusation came days after the wide receiver was released from the Oakland Raiders and signed with the New England Patriots hours later so he's also farting in people's faces doctors and yes. laughing about it. Uh-huh. good god so, what a guy <laughs> what a guy you make my job a joy sir 
Uh, a San Diego woman actually swallowed her own engagement ring while sleeping. Yeah. yeah, this She's is true. on her fingers? Listen to this. Jenna Evans took to Facebook to share her story and her x-ray photos saying that she was having a dream where she swallowed her ring to protect it. So I think in her dream, Kathy, she took it off. Yeah. And what? she actually did it. Yes. Uh, so she wrote, well, I have really outdone myself this time. I swallowed my engagement ring <laughs> in my sleep. Yep. How? I don't know, but I did. She continued saying, on Wednesday morning, I realized my ring was not on my hand and had to wake Bob up and tell him that I swallowed my engagement ring. I don't think he believed me right away. We laughed pretty hard for about an hour and a half. Called my mom, laughed until we were crying, Googled the words, do other adults swallow rings? Because kids do it all the time, but apparently it's less common for adults. Evans and her family went to a nearby urgent care facility and they were shocked when they saw her ring in her stomach in the x-ray photos. I wonder what was happening in her dream where she felt that it, she had to make sure it was safe by putting it in her mouth. Dude, dreams yeah. don't make any sense. Right, so, right. So who knows? Okay, I, I had heard that she was being attacked and they, they were trying to take her ring from her. Okay, and maybe. so she swallowed it to, to protect it. So yeah. she said uh, they had called a gastroenterologist and decided that it would be best not to let nature take its course. Uh, she said, thank God, before I left, she recommended uh, seeing a sleep specialist as well. After the ring actually started to hurt, her doctors decided to give her an upper endoscopy, and the doctors were able to retrieve the ring that way. Wow. Yep. That's some uh, very precise surgery. Yep. yep. A Pennsylvania man blew up his own home on the day of his daughter's wedding, and what was being investigated is a suicide. Uh, the homeowner was found dead in the wreckage Saturday after an explosion and fire destroyed his property in Edgewood, seven miles east of Pittsburgh. Something borrowed, something blew up. <laughs> yeah. Neighbors said they spotted the man on the sidewalk before the home went up in flames. Uh, a neighbor said the whole house was one big flame. It just exploded within a couple of minutes. It's just insane. The police chief said that it looks like he disconnected, disconnected the gas line in the basement of the house. And, of course, it wouldn't take much of a spark to explode the house. Officials said suicide notes were discovered in the homeowner's vehicle. And Nicole Antolovich, a neighbor, said the explosion came the same day as the wedding of the man's daughter. She said, I've known them my whole life. Their daughter was getting married today, and they were supposed to be at the wedding. So I don't... Uh, I'd be interested to see why. And, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. That's, that's crazy. How could it possibly make any sense? Well, there's a new craze catching wind in the Indian state of Gujarat. Gujarat I'm sorry, Gujarat. And it may just make participants the butt of all jokes. Uh, it's called What the Fart, WTF, <laughs> a farting contest. Oh, boy. That is set to be the first of its kind, and it will be held on September 22nd. Oh, the, brain, the brainchild is uh, 48-year-old Yatin Sangwai, I guess I say his name. is a singer who says that he once uh, was featured on a popular singing show on TV in 2001, and his partner, Mool Sangvi... Uh, the search for the next padash is exactly what it sounds like—a test to see who farts are the loudest, whose farts are the loudest, the longest, and the most musical as well. We have a gold medal star right here on the show. <laughs> yes, we do. And yeah, I have a passport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least check into it. Uh, Sangoy said, "I farted in the middle of watching Bring home the gold. I watched. I farted <laughs> in the middle of watching a movie with my family, and one of them laughed and said that if there was a contest, I would have won." And that's when it hit me. 
That's a fart contest happen in countries like China, UK, and the US. They do. Do they? Right. Why are we hearing about this just now? He says, and they even have a World Cup. We don't have anything like it in India. Yeah, man. He said, I want to normalize the process of farting. Even 20, 25 years back, people used to fart openly. But now they've become all sophisticated and consider it gross. Damn society. Often shamed for farting publicly. Yeah. When even doctors will tell you that farting is one of the healthiest human body functions. They recommend it. Uh, his mission to free the Cut fart two farts and call me in the morning is quickly gaining clout, and uh, there are more than forty participants signed up for the uh, upcoming event to fart off. So. Why do you think the vernacular uh, is "cut a fart"? I don't know. Right? Cut, well, it, it was taken from "cut the cheese." Probably. Okay, uh, remember that? Yeah, because cheese yeah. is smelly, and yeah. cut, it, cut it used to be cheese, "cut the cheese," "cut a fart," "cut one," "cut a fart." So right. I think it, I think it led from that. Okay. Right. One last story. <laughs> I'm glad we figured that out. Honestly, we have to get to the bottom. We're, we're, we're an information show. A homeless Florida man threw raw hamburger meat on the hood of another man's car. For, How dare he? For an unknown reason. Uh, police said the car's owner called him around 8 a.m. Sunday and said a neighbor saw Patrick Little throw beef on his car. Is that beef on my car? When witnesses tried to stop Little, he uh, continued walking away and refused to wait until authorities arrived. Uh, the victim was able to hose the meat off his car. It did not cause any damage. Luckily for you, I keep a meat hose for just such an occurrence. Less than two hours later, a witness saw a Little walking into a nearby wooded area. Police said they found him asleep in a tree line. Uh, he was arrested on a disorderly conduct charge. What a life. For throwing hamburger, throwing meat onto a car. I got to imagine that's a that's a low-pressure existence. Yes, I'm going to go so. sleep in the woods. For on two, I'm going to throw some meat on a car. <laughs> and that is what I have in the Bizarre File this morning. All right, you got five minutes left. Money Shark, your chance to win $1,000, our keyword this hour. And the Money Shark Nationwide Contest is bank, B-A-N-K. You have until 8.15 to enter it through the short code number we have, which is a text number, 45911. Or you can enter using the MMR mobile app or via the contest page, WMMR.com. If you use those two ways, you'll be entered in a $10,000 grand prize. And we will call you if you're randomly selected and you win $1,000. There are complete contest rules available at WMMR.com. Good luck from Horizon Services and MMR. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Tattoos Day, your chance to win a uh, Preston and Steve tattoo, courtesy of our friends from uh, Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. Up and running now. Text word tattoo to 39333. You could win a $350 gift certificate for the shop where you will go to and get the uh, tattoo there at 621 South 4th Street. And you might end up uh, getting inked up by people like uh, Don Juan. You can uh, check him out at Don Juan Tattoos or PhiladelphiaAddiesTattoo.com. I want to go back to this story uh, from the Bizarre File of this woman, Jenna Evans. Yeah. Uh, swallowed her own engagement ring in the middle of the night. She had a dream that she was basically hiding her engagement ring in her mouth, and she did it while she slept and swallow it, swallowed it and ended up having to get an, uh, an endo- endoscopy to get it out. So could you imagine you have a ring in your mouth, and uh, you know you figure it was a decent-sized ring, 
and uh, she's asleep. She has the ability to, let's say, you know, some people have difficulty swallowing a pill when they're awake. Mm-hmm. She's asleep and manages to swallow her, her, her ring. And I've heard of stories of people who, like, sleep eat or sleep, you know, like things on their, this has happened before. Mm-hmm. And it's such a bizarre thing where you're in, to you, your dream is so real that you're, able to do stuff like that. Uh, I was thinking about the, the swallowing of the ring made me think of that scene in uh, Officer and a Gentleman. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he swallows the ring before he kills himself. Right, right, yeah, and he pretty, hangs himself in the, uh, in in the, the bathroom. Shower. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty messed up. I've never swallowed a foreign object. The only thing I've ever uh, swallowed was like gasoline from siphoning. <laughs> yes, yeah. I've had that. I've done that a couple of times. Oh, yeah, that's oh. that'll... Uh, That'll clear your sinuses. That yeah. is nasty. But I've, I've never, as a kid, swallowed coins or anything yeah. like that. I did. I swallowed a penny once. Did you really? Yeah. And you I have was to pass it? I, I don't remember what ended up happening to it. I mean, it could be in my my stomach for all I know or in my intestines somewhere. But I was I was terrified to say anything because, you know, I was always told, like, oh, don't put that in your mouth, you know. And and you never you told did. anybody? No. No, you wow. probably passed it. Yeah, probably. A penny can pass. Yeah, it's fairly simple. It's, yeah, but I was also very small at the time, too, so my butthole is probably pretty tiny. But... <laughs> Did he just say that? Uh, yeah, I did. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> My butthole is pretty tiny. <laughs> probably, probably pretty tiny. I hear you. Lord. <laughs> Nick, you want to follow that up? Well, I'd like to try, uh, but I also <laughs> want to let that marinate. the palate? Um, oh, my God. The one I was going to follow up with. <laughs> <laughs> Was uh, oh. something I think we've uh, you, everybody but Steve has encountered at one point, which is the uh, cigarette butt in the cup that you thought uh. you were drinking. Uh. Uh. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, that horrible. Ranks, I think that's the worst. I have you ever? Have you ever though been? Have you ever sleep eaten? Have you ever gotten up and eaten? No, I don't no. think so. Um, I think most people that that happens with Steve, are, you know, have been sleepwalking. Yeah, and end up in in the kitchen. And, uh, you know, you're in the kitchen, you're going to eat, and they start eating something. I'm certain that that has happened on yeah, occasion. Yeah, yeah. But, but as far as eating, eating a foreign object a foreign or something object, like that yeah. while sleeping? That seems so difficult. Yeah, I'm not You sure. know the little plastic thing that holds the tags on a new clothing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you're not really, well, I, I always say don't put it in your mouth, but, you know, if, if I don't have scissors around, I'll just kind of, like, put it yeah. in my teeth yeah, and, yeah. and yep. rip it off. Yep. It went. I don't know. It just like popped. I guess when I when I ripped it off and it shot down my throat. Whoa. I was like, <laughs> and then it was just down. It was gone. I was like, okay, I'm all right. I'm okay. <laughs> what ended up? Uh, I don't know. No. She I had to marry it. I didn't check. I didn't put rubber gloves on. <laughs> find wow. It. Uh, if we have any sleep eaters, feel free to uh, call two one five two six three WMMR. This woman full on swallowed her engagement ring. Uh, had a dream. I guess she just, when she woke up and saw it was gone, maybe looked for it for a while and was like, you know what? I had a dream last night. Yeah. And then eventually they went to the And it happened. Center. Yeah. And it was, it was in her stomach. So, so the, um, so I, I know that there's uh, people who do, um, like a, a seamstress sometimes will put those marking needles and yeah. I've heard stories of them. Oh, of them. Yes. Oh, wow. Swallowing Well, and, and anybody working construction sometimes will put nails in their mouth to hold them there for the time I do. being. I, I always I, do. A lot of times, yeah. screws, I'll do that. When, yeah. I'm, when I'm working on something, It to me, it's the safest way to do it. Instead yeah. of, you know, it just always is better to have it right there. Yeah. 
You know what you can get is one of those magnetic wristbands. You ever seen those? They're awesome. Those I need to cool. get one. I just forget yeah. to put them on. Actually, my, I swallowed that first. <laughs> <laughs> the base of my uh, drill uh, screw thingy magnetic. is magnetic. Yeah, those so are awesome. Them, but I, I And I put the drill in my mouth then. I, yeah. No, but I still put the, the screws in my mouth uh, because I It's just, right there. Your mouth is right, there, right there ready to go. It works. You know how to use it. <laughs> mm. Uh, so, yeah, apparently it started, this this woman had swallowed it, and uh, I guess after they found out how funny it was and everything, but it started causing her pain in her stomach, so uh-huh. they had to go down in there and get I it. I mean, you'd have to, it'd have to be like almost like a, like an arcade game, if, as you said, they performed the endoscopy, and I guess they removed it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go to some calls. I have uh, Linda. Hi, Linda. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? What's up, Linda? Love you guys. Love Thank you. you. What's your story? Um, I'm a sleep eater. <laughs> Are you really? So this happens regularly to you? Um, I want to say, like, not regularly, but maybe a few times a year. Okay. And what do you usually, have you ever woken up in the middle of eating, or do you, do you usually find out later on because you found crumbs and stuff like that in the back? I'll wake up in the morning and be like, have chocolate milk all over me. <laughs> really? Oh, so you get all messy with it. I'll just eat a little bit, like, I'll eat a whole package of cookies. Oh wow. And so you'll, you'll wake up with like with, like, chocolate all over your mouth? I'll have it, like, melted on my nightgown and, and my sheets. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> because when you're eating, you don't, you, don't, you don't notice that you drop crumbs, and then you just go back to sleep, and you're laying on melted, you know, on chocolate. You know, I, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. So do you get up while you're asleep, go to it, or is it something that's on your nightstand? No, I'm, I apparently come out into the kitchen and get it and take it back to my bed with me. Oh, wow. Wow. Did you take nice. Ambien by any chance? I do not. Okay. Because I know people do a lot of weird things on Ambien. Right. And, and well, what was the anti-smoking drug that like, caused? Shantix? Well, Beatrix? Uh, no, that's Shantix. It. Yeah, Shantix. Shantix. Yeah. yeah. And it that just, caused a lot of weird... Was that activities or just weird dreams? It just it, really vivid dreams. I see in your yeah. Shantix activities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it reminds me of the scene in Step Brothers where they put the pocketbooks and everything. Oh, and my and God. <laughs> the kitchen. The sleepwalking scene. <laughs> it's so obnoxious. Yeah. It's insanely obnoxious. It's hilarious. I'm going to go to uh, Chris. Hi, Chris. You're on the air. Hey there. Hey, what's hey up, there. buddy? What's going on? Uh, just waiting for you to tell us your story. Go ahead. We love you. All right. So my girlfriend is a sweet beater. Uh, I'd say probably three, maybe four times a week. Uh, she will get up. Middle of the night could be one, two in the morning walk her way over into the kitchen, totally dead asleep, and just make whatever's there. It could be a hoagie. She might make waffles. It could be something sitting out, but she'll grab it, come on back to bed, has no idea she's doing it, and just wakes up with crumbs around her. <laughs> wow. She'll, she'll actually prepare food while she's semi-lucid? Sometimes, yes. There's a few times I've woken up to her making waffles at 2 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and so, listen, I guess that could be dangerous, too, because, you know, you might leave the burner on yeah. or something like that. Yeah, luckily, nothing that crazy. It seems to be quick stuff for okay. the most part, but she does tend to prefer, like, just whatever's quick in the fridge. She'll just kind of open, grab something, come back, and sometimes I wake up to crumbs. Sometimes I wake up to her mid bite in the middle of the night, and it's just kind of like, uh, what are you doing? So, so Chris, she's sitting there. Awake. Oh, so she's sitting there eating waffles, and and she'll snap at it. And will she look at the plate or look at the waffles and have no idea? Yeah, no idea. There, there are times where, like, say, she might drop something in the middle of it, and she'll like snap awake and be like, "Huh, huh, what?" Dude, you need and, to like. F- I can hear her in the kitchen, just like, "Oh, oh god damn it!" You need to you need to film her next yeah. time she's doing that and show it to her. Oh, she'd kill me. 
<laughs> no, because what if it progresses to deep frying a turkey? Yeah. That yeah. could be an issue. Yeah. Hey, it's it's so, I'll bring some back. All right, thanks, Chris. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if you. she's a decent sleep cooker. Do you yeah, that's the question. Like if it's, if it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. right. If you, you wake up with waffles. <laughs> yeah. Berbiglia has the best sleep stories. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's... You have to, like, chain him up. Where you, yeah, he's, he, he sleeps in a special bag. Yeah. That zips up and wears these gloves so he can't unzip it on his own. He jumped out of a hotel window. window. Yeah. yeah. Second floor, thankfully. Yeah. Right? Or first yeah. floor, whatever it was. It was the second floor. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, that's why he requests ground floor only whenever he stays at any hotel. Wasn't there a mattress story, too, to the bed? Didn't he, like, push the mattress out or something? He, he may have. I don't know. But he thought that uh, there was a missile coming uh, through the window. So oh that's my why he God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, he jumped out of the that's building. That's scary. Uh, I'm going to go to Jason. Hi, Jason. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are yep. you? Hey, good, man. So what's your story, bud? Hey, so um, I went to, well, when I was a kid, uh, me and my best friend used to have sleepovers all the time, and his dad was a sleep eater. And there was one time where we are at the kitchen table. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning or so, and his dad comes walking in, doesn't even see us. He brings out the bread and the peanut butter. <laughs> he uh, makes the uh, peanut butter sandwich, but he puts the paper towel in between the sandwich and eats it and just leaves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wow. So he eats a peanut butter and paper towel sandwich. Yep. Oh, that's yep. fantastic. I, I remember like it was yesterday. He just had no idea that we were even in there. And he walked out, and me and my buddy looked at each other and were like, did he just do that? And so you're clearly aware that he's not some, he's not fully awake, and, and some, but you had to see if he would eat the paper towel, right? Oh, a- Absolutely. I mean, you really need to be careful at that point to not have caustic substances around, yeah. you know? Like, you can make a peanut butter and rat poison sandwich, you know yep. what I mean? Like, yep, yep, you could. It is a, it is a Thanks, point of, uh, of concern, yeah. 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 Uh, let's go to, speaking of Ambien case, I'm going to go to uh, Teresa. Hi, Teresa, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, <laughs> Teresa? Hi, um, I used to be on Ambien. Yeah. And I would get up in the middle of the night, and I ate, like, oh, almost a whole bag of chips. And when I was done with the, the bag, I stuffed it in the side of the couch under the cushion. Okay. And when I got up in the morning, I had no, didn't remember eating at all. And then I would find the bag inside the couch, and I was blaming my daughter for eating <laughs> chips. But it was me. And I used to get up and eat ice cream, too. No recollection of it. Trey, how did you eventually figure out that you were doing this? My daughter. She, she saw me do it. Okay. All right. And I guess she talked to me, but I never, if I had a conversation with her, I don't remember it. Do you want to know what, uh, uh, Terry? That's exactly what a daughter who was eating chips and ice cream during the night would do. (laughs) You're doing it, Mommy. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) So did you eventually, was that the reason you got off of Ambien? Oh, yeah. I used to, uh, I would go out and sit in my car. And luckily I didn't drive anywhere. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I know. She saw me go outside and get in the car and she said I just sat there and I didn't go anywhere and then I came back up. I'm going for chips and ice cream. Wow. (laughs) Did you feel well rested after these nights? Do you remember? No, I did not. Ambien is not a good drug to be on. So I've heard countless stories about this Ambien like making people loony. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it's a short term medicine not meant to be taken for years. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Thanks, Teresa. Chips and ice cream. Uh, speaking of that, I'm going to go to Tiffany, whose mom used to take Ambien. Hi, you're on the air, Tiffany. Good morning. 
Good morning, guys. Hey, so what do you want to tell us? Well, again, like everybody else is saying, the Ambien is nuts. My mom would, she, she used to take it because she couldn't sleep, of course, and she complained she was getting fat. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she would w- literally wake up with, like, the whole fridge around her bed. It's like, yeah, you're getting fat. You're seeing the whole fridge. And so she, she, she calls me. Like, we're at a family dinner, and she's, like, complaining about her weight. And she tells us, well, I'm going to start taking diet pills. She's going. She's taking Ambien at night and diet pills during the day. Oh, that's that's a bad concoction. Mm-hmm. So what, what what ended up happening? So what ended up happening was she, the doctor told her because the food was an issue, but then it was, came. She was doing other crazy stuff. She would wake up. She'd call me like at two, three o'clock in the morning and ramble. <laughs> I say, Mom, go to sleep. So finally, I guess after. A million crazy episodes. The doctor finally took her off of it. Okay. Yeah, because somebody could you listen. You could go out, get in the car. If you could start it up, start attempting to drive. You could start. You could set, turn the stove on, and for, as you pointed out, forget that it's on. Mm-hmm. What if you sleep iron? You yeah. know? No, there's. A, I mean, there's. A, it, it's fiction, but in yeah. Big Little Lies, there's a scene where one of the characters is on Ambien and she is driving. While she's on Ambien asleep and, you know, crashes into a tree or whatever. And, and that stuff happens. Yeah. Is it, um, is it, does it give you a buzz? Some people take well, it for that so or is it just supposed to knock you out? Everybody's body chem- chemistry is different. <clears throat> Some people take Ambien and, and they're fine on it. Other people will take Ambien and get high off of it. And then some people will take Ambien and, and fall asleep and drive on Peacefully it. and, or, yeah. but other people it works for? Yeah. Okay. Here's the ice cream. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to John. Hey, John, good morning. So my dad, uh, he used to take Ambien, and he would raid the fridge in his sleep, and he, he'd eat everything. He'd eat, like, an expired jar of pickles if it was in there and not remember it. Wow. So my my mom, when I was a kid, had a birthday cake for me before my birthday in the freezer, like an ice cream cake. Uh-huh. And he tried to eat it in, like, an Ambien stupor, and we, we came down to, like, a like an ice cream cake murder scene where he just frantically was stabbing it with a knife, couldn't get anything out of it, and there's just icing all over the counter. And he, he must have known he was doing something wrong because he threw it out in the garbage can in the garage. So, so he was getting rid of the evidence? So good. John, because it was frozen, he thought it was a regular cake that he could just cut, and it was frozen solid, and he was hacking away at it. Yeah, so he's, I guess, like, he had no recollection in the morning and tried to blame me. He's like, you did that. Like, oh I didn't god. even know I had a cake, dude. It's not my birthday yet. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. I love it. I love it. Thanks. Ambien, man. Wow. I'll go to Kevin next. This is not an Ambien story, but yeah. I'll go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. What's up, guys? Good morning. Hey, morning. What's up, bud? I I thought my wife was the only one that did this, but I'm glad you're doing a, a spot on it. <laughs> so, so randomly, uh, three four nights a week, just go down to the fridge, help herself. Um, a lot of times she'll dig into fruit, which is pretty awesome. You know, wake up on the nightstand with a banana peel next to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, once in a while, she won't leave evidence, and we'll get in the pantry and start making the kids breakfast in the morning, and there's the leftovers in the pantry mm-hmm. rather than the fridge. In the pantry. Huh. In the pantry. So yep. does and she wake we... up Did she wake up with food in the bed, actually in the bed? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. You know, there'll be a random cherry pit every once in a while. <laughs> it's just so uh, weird. Yeah, and recently I just found out my two-year-old daughter is sleepwalking. Oh, no. Finds out of the crib, 
she she did the other night. She came down and she's reaching for a piece of fruit, and I said something to her. She was sound asleep. Put her right back in the crib, and then oh no, we got another generation of this going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Night fruit yeah. eaters. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. How about it? Yeah. Appreciate it, man. No problem. Thanks, guys. So my dad has trouble uh, sleeping at night. I don't. I don't know if it's classified as night terrors or not. Right. But he has recurring dreams of snakes. And he gets up and wow. he like uh, tries to fight him off and stuff oh, like man. that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, does he flail? It's like yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's it can be dangerous. Yes, to the uh, person he's sleeping. Yeah. Right. So it's uh, apparently he he yells and and says all kinds of stuff while he does he scream asleep. snakes while he's asleep? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's been going on for a long time. I actually. hate that. I, I have snake dreams. Uh, nothing like to that level. Right. But I don't like them. You have nightmare. Will it wake you up? A, a, a snake dream? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Usually if I have a a nightmare of any kind, it'll it'll wake me up. My I just I'm sorry you didn't mention I my dreams are so <laughs> goddamn strange. And you're gonna laugh when I tell you this. All right, this, go ahead. This happened the other day. Most of them happen when I'm napping in the daytime. Yeah. Yes. So I had a dream that I was driving Ann and Nancy Wilson around from heart. <laughs> That and seems right. I wanted to. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to take him through Maniunk. Of course, because it's kind of a nice drive. Look yeah. at this. Uh, but I, I. And I'm not in. I'm not even in. I don't even know what town I'm in. I just think it just. It seemed like I was in Philadelphia, but not. This seems like Maniunk. And so I'm gonna go across this bridge because traffic was bad over here. And as I went across the bridge, I drove off the bridge. Oh no! Yeah, I know. What do you think? And the wa- the, the car went into the water. Oh, Thankfully, no. we jumped out right before the car went into the water. Did you roll down the windows? Like Kathy would do well. I was watching the, the car sink, and the car sank and and into the water. So I dove down in to go at, in there, and actually there was like an underwater uh, old abandoned hotel down there. Wow! I'm just telling you exactly what I dreamed. It's so bizarre. And it, it did was you like, did Anne and it was check like a, in? It was like a ghost town, and I think there might have been some dead bodies down in there. So was, so was it dry underneath? Uh, no, so no, it was it, it was, was flooded. You know, it was like the uh, the, the the fight scene in oh um, in uh, Top Secret in Top Secret. Okay, yeah, so but, so there was water involved. Yeah, there's water involved. Always, always right? in my in my nightmares. In your water. dreams. Thank you for pointing that out. And always snakes in your dreams. Can, uh, uh, no, not always. No, okay. sometimes there's. For some reason, uh, I have dreams Small of... Small buttholes? No, <laughs> tiny little buttholes. No, um, big cats, actually. So, big like, cats. Lions and tigers, uh, usually. And, like, I'm not in the, uh, you know, Serengeti or anything like that. I'm, you know, I walk out my back door and I'm like, okay, there's a whole bunch of tigers back here. Wow. Uh, yeah. Do you yeah. ever have a mountain lions, cougars, things of that nature? No, they're usually lions or tigers. Never, okay. like, a cougar or mountain lion or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mine are just, my dreams are just, they just make no sense. None at all. And Do you keep right. a dream journal? And water almost. I used to. Yeah. I used to. Because uh, they're very vivid. My dreams are very vivid. But the water thing, it's its the common, the common thing. The huh? common theme in uh, my nightmares. And I love water. I'm not afraid of water. I love to swim. You it's, got a pool. I, yeah. I like to scuba dive and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't know why it's its involved in, huh. in the fear element. It's very strange. All right, anyhow. Sorry. Didn't <laughs> no, mean to, it's Didn't mean to sidetrack. Let me go to uh, Kim. Hi, Kim. You're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Kim? Nothing much. Uh, my mom has narcolepsy, which is a sleeping disorder. Um, so if you don't know what it is, she doesn't hit REM sleep at night. So she just kind of naps throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but one day uh, she called me and she asked me if I had brought any bread over to the house. And I said no. And she said, well, then I must have 
Sleep drove to Pathmark and bought a loaf of bread and oh. ate half of it last night. Uh, what? That's got to wow. be scary as hell. So she... yeah, I was so scared. I was like, Mom, what do you mean you drove to the store? I was like, no, you had it there. You had to. She's like, no, it was in a Pathmark bag with a receipt. And I, I was like, I didn't bring it over, so she must have drove to the store. Man, that's terrifying. And you yeah. don't remember driving somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, the chances yeah. of you accidentally killing somebody is, you know, when you get behind the wheel of Think a car. Think about the moments. Wow, We've all God. had them where you're driving a long distance and you're, you know, you, you suddenly realize that you were asleep for a second or two. Oh, yeah. And you're like... Oh, that's terrifying. And yes. hasn't happened to me in decades. Yeah, but likewise. I remember when it has, it is scary. It just occurred to me we missed the an opportunity to play a great heart song. These dreams. But, These dreams. dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think yeah. of that. Didn't even think it. You know what that song's about? It's about you, Preston. <laughs> I, I inspired that they dream about that, that song all those yeah. years ago. It's well, amazing. It. it was, you know, the, the whole underwater hotel. This is the cleavage video, right? Oh, man. The famous cleavage video? Yeah. Nancy looks great in it. Uh, all right. As I would love to sit and relive this <laughs> 1980s classic. We'll just classic. take it to the last 10 seconds. Uh... Uh, uh, sure, yeah. Uh, hang on, I'm going to go to Ross. Hi, Ross, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, dude? Not much, just driving. Cool. Okay. Great, right, thanks, thanks for checking in. <laughs> no, did you have a story to share with us? Yeah, so my old boss, and this guy, he was older, and he, he worked in the same place for his whole, pretty much his whole life, and he was on Ambien, and he found out, because he got a call a few days later, he got up. Drove to Walmart, applied for a job, <laughs> and went back to that. He he sleep job hunted. Oh my god, that's that's unreal. Wow, he's a real go getter, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there are people who are awake who won't go look for a job. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why do you think you're qualified for this position? Because I'm asleep. I'm asleep right now. <laughs> You're our kind of people. <laughs> Get up and go. That's amazing. Oh, my God. I wonder if uh, people have committed crimes on Ambien. They, that has been used. That, uh, that if it's admissible. For a, for a murder. I remember you had a story about a murder where he said murder. sleep murder was committed. Rape yep. uh, has definitely happened. Uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. I don't remember the outcomes of those particular cases. No. I want to say that it... it uh, on occasion, it may ha- it may have worked. I don't know. I'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure. Someone was on medication of some sort, perhaps. Yeah. Wow. Or maybe if they're just applying for a job, or just looking for a gig at Walmart. <laughs> I wonder if he got the, g- the job. Right? I know. I had. He was very chill. He wasn't nervous. Yeah. You know, you don't have that sort of thing. You know, he has all kinds of swagger and yeah, confidence, absolutely. Steve, because he's, he's in another. His, his... this guy did. He walked in, all the confidence in the world, pissed in my drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Had to hire. Wow, the balls yeah, on yeah, that yeah. guy! You're you're you are a shark. He knew he had the job. You're a go getter, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, speaking of sharks, uh, you guys want to talk to somebody real yes. quick? Yeah. Hang on a second. I'm going to call. I'm going to go to Ethan. Hey, Ethan, you're on the air. Good morning, sir. Yo, what's up, guys? Ethan, is there a reason you're calling my phone? Just one thousand bucks. Yeah. Money yeah! oh, shark. That is absolutely correct, Ethan. Congratulations. Now, which way did you enter? Did you text or did you do the mobile app or did you go on the website? I did the text. 
You did the text. All right, well, you, you know, now. I almost didn't answer. I, I <laughs> called from Boston. I almost didn't answer. Holy crap. Yeah, here's the deal. If you see a strange phone number call you uh, between, like, you know, 815 and 830, whoever's playing the game, answer it. Yes. It very well might be us or our company contacting you to let you know that you won the money. Where are you from, Ethan? Newtown Square. Awesome. What do you do for a living, bud? I drive a truck for Wigan Shredding. All right, cool, man. Do you ever sleep while you drive? <laughs> uh, sometimes, yeah. Uh, but an extra grand grand seems pretty good, doesn't it? Oh, it's awesome, man. I'm going to go to the tool show in Philly now. Oh, All right. right. Congratulations, All right. man. All right. Congratulations, hey. Ethan. And uh, hang on the line. We'll make sure we take good care of you and enjoy that money, brother. All right? All right. See you, thanks. All right. See you, man. All right. Well, there goes Ethan. That's a good Tuesday. $1,000 richer. He texted in, so... Uh, if you text in, you can win the grand. Keep in mind, if you use the app or if you use WMMR.com, you can win possibly the grand $10,000 prize. Yeah. Did he say the phone call came from Boston? Yes. yes he did. Boston? Okay. Yeah. Just in case you're the, listening. And you... I think our, I think the person who is the overseer from the company, the home office, as they say. Yeah, yeah probably. So, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a big company, so it could be coming from within our company somewhere. So keep that in mind. If you see, uh, you know, I'm, I'm usually hesitant to answer the phone. Uh, when I see a number I don't recognize, but if you enter this contest within like 30 minutes of that time you enter, just uh, answer the phone. You <laughs> might win a thousand dollars. Pretty sweet deal. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. Uh, we still have more things to get to. Don't forget our word of the week prize this week is uh, ten tickets to Dorney Park. Wow! Plus your entire group gets to ride in a real monster truck. This is uh, the special ten passenger Grave Digger or Megalodon trucks. So we have that opportunity on Friday, but you need the letters. you got to collect those. We'll have them at the end of the show. And by the way, uh, Pierre's back today. Yes! So hopefully we'll get the letter from him. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the inaugural Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa. Sunday, October 27th, the event benefits the Philadelphia Police Foundation with a run through historic Old City to 30th Street Station and back for a post-run festival at Penn's Landing featuring food and beverages courtesy of Wawa. Awards for top finishers in multiple age groups and fun for the whole family. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. Sunday, October 27th. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa. 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. Thank you very much, Kath. I'm going to do my best to remember uh, before we're out of this segment to give away some more uh, invites to the party on Thursday. It's the mm-hmm. Zeta Eta Pi Sorority Party at Harrah's. And it is the uh, Kathy's Bitch Box Part 3 soiree that we're going to have and uh have you taken a picture of all the boxes in the office yet i did yeah it's okay. on my instagram story i just said uh bitch box prep because we had uh, two interns in there that were folding all of the boxes they were like now how many of these do you need i was like 200 yeah <laughs> they're like oh okay we're gonna be here a while i was in there yesterday they were doing it and the sound of them folding up the boxes hit right in my asmr oh, yeah. zone so i was just like i was loving yeah. it. It, 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 it i fell asleep listening to them but yeah, they were working hard on that stuff yesterday. Yeah, we're going to start stuffing them today, and uh, yeah, they'll be ready to go for uh, Thursday. And the contents actually for this year's, or this, not this year's, but this iteration of the Bitch Box um, actually exceed the box itself, so there's stuff you'll get 
in yeah, addition. Yeah, there's actually a couple of things. You know what? You might, if you want to bring like a bag with you, you bring can. Bring a bag. Yeah, yeah because yeah. you know what? You're also going to be able to shop there. So all of the vendors, all the things that you're getting for free, uh, the vendors will be there. If there's something else that you want or you see something additional yeah. that they um, offer, there's a lot of jewelry companies that are coming up. I think we have three different uh, jewelry and accessory vendors, and then we have uh, three boutiques that are coming, actually bringing like some clothes and things like that. So you'll be able to shop. And a fashion show. And a fashion mm. show. Okay. All right, it's so, the best. It's uh, the best sorority ever. Very soon we will have your chance to win those much-coveted tickets, okay? Uh, I saw a list which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, you know, movies uh, being a window into what could be instead of what actually is. And you you understand that, and you give movies some license. Absolutely. Some creative license yeah. to stretch the truth and exaggerate. But I saw this list. It's from Listverse, and it covers... Some things that are done so often in movies that we kind of accept them as reality when they aren't really reality. I I love this stuff. I mean, sometimes to make things more interesting on film, you got to jazz it. Otherwise, if you were to see it the way it really is... It'd be boring, yeah. You know? So I, I, we get it, but it is also funny with what they take liberty with, and and sometimes you start to think that that's the way <laughs> that really happens yeah. in real life. So this is uh, ten myths that we believe because of movies, and like I said, I got it from Listverse. So let me let me go through a few of these. One of them is number ten. It says that's not how chloroform works. Does it work at all? Well, it does, but not. Not like they show. Okay. So in in the movies, somebody puts on a rag, boom, they hold out. it over somebody's face, yeah, and within about five or six seconds, they're out cold. Uh, so it's portrayed as the ultimate weapon to instantly knock somebody out in almost every movie in which it's featured. No matter how scientifically accurate the rest of the movie is, writers often fail to research this misunderstood chemical. In reality. Chloroform doesn't work like that. Well, it's true that it is incredibly good at knocking someone out, even in small doses. It doesn't do it instantly, even at higher doses. Chloroform takes at least five minutes to be effective. Oh, wow. So you'd have to hold it there for five minutes? Yeah, and they have to breathe it in regularly So, and they for it to say a lot of times, Preston, during that process, that people will go apply for a job at Walmart. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. during that process, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, it says a couple of drops of it on a handkerchief like they do in the movies is certainly not a high dose. It's also not usually used for criminal activities. Chloroform has mainly worthwhile properties like being an anesthetic, which has been used throughout the years. Right. There's a scene in the movie uh, The Cider House Rules. It's part of it uh, where Michael Caine's character self-doses on that stuff. It's kind of his. Remember, he would would go That wasn't ether? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That was ether. You're right, ether. Casey. It wasn't yeah. chloroform. So, how yeah. much more powerful is ether? I assume I don't ether is much. It, we, e- That's e- a good question. Because why ether, are they, they using ether? Put, they would pick people under for surgery. Yeah. You know. Do you think is there something that is that is immediate on the order of what we see depicted in the movies? Where like, because you'd have to imagine then how would you the whole packing and containing of that stuff would be? <laughs> That's what you, I kept. The, I kept thinking do about, it. So mm. the guy who's got the handkerchief in front of him. <laughs> how's he not? How's he out? not uh, out cold? <laughs> right. just having it in the car with him or wherever. You know? Right. What is it like? Uh, sodium pentothal or something like that? Truth serum. Yeah, uh, oh, that's not what that is. Uh... Uh, well, sodium does, pentothal is sort of like in, in True Lies. He gets he gets right. uh, sodium pentothal. What does Dexter go- use in in the syringe when he would uh, incapacitate all of his victims in that show? To 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 yes, to sort of shut off the the um, nervous system there. Well, he would it, it would knock them out. He yeah. would oh. you know. But again, you know, this is it's TV. It yeah. Toothpaste. It was toothpaste. toothpaste. Yep. Damn it! Ah. Yep. A lot of people don't realize. I always pass out when I use my quip. How that uh, happens? <laughs> <to> <laughs> uh 
yeah, etorphine, it says here, uh, Casey, on okay. this little page of information that we have before us. Uh, <laughs> the sedative works instantly, rendering the person immobile and unconscious within a couple of seconds and lasting for several hours. He administers the etorphine via a hypodermic needle, typically to the neck. So he's injecting things. it right into the bloodstream. I would guess you right. probably have to, right? So, I doubt there's anything you can put in a muscle tissue that would knock you out. No, yeah. so, so the chloroform, it, the basic deal is simply by inhaling it for just... And you see in the movies, it's constantly depicted as three seconds, four seconds, yeah. you're out cold. Yep, exactly. So no isn't dice that like that. A, Isn't that how uh, um, Buffalo Bill, doesn't he hold the yep. chloroform rag over his victim? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so here's one, uh, or wait, no, Buffalo Bill, he, well, he beats up the one girl, he punches her repeatedly, and, and no, but... The in, girl in the van. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he, he starts, he, he beats, okay. he beats the hell and out of her. that's chloroform, too, right? Yeah, and that's, yeah. Uh, better, because he had a rag in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there was chloroform in the rag. <laughs> but in the movie The Red Dragon... Right. Uh, the, the guy grabs, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman outside of the van and puts the chloroform right. over his mouth and knocks him out immediately. All right, so here this one directly references uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, Amber can't hold DNA for that long. No, no, not for millions of years. No, apparently it can't do okay. it. <laughs> there is something that, like glacial ice. They say, you know, obviously stuff like that. Permafrost. Or yeah, whatever. permafrost. Yeah, but uh, for like thousands of years, not yes. for millions. That's a, the problem. Is like the protein. I think decomposes. It says we think the DNA can survive over a millennia if it's preserved in amber or any other type of rock and can be used to revive prehistoric animals if needed. While DNA can survive a certain in certain mediums, it certainly can't stay long enough for us to still have dinosaur DNA. So sure, we can probably hope to attain, say, mammoth DNA trapped in Siberian ice, but that's only because the mammoth existed a lot more recently yeah. than dinosaurs, like Nick was saying. Uh, it's so widely believed that a team of researchers had to conduct a study to debunk it, actually. Uh, but thanks to... But they were killed and eaten by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, thanks to Jurassic Park, uh, the myth... Uh, refuses to die out. Sure it wasn't a velociraptor? Velociraptor. Yeah, that's my favorite dinosaur. <laughs> uh, all right, here's another one, another movie myth, apparently, and take this for what it is. Cops don't have to read you. Velociraptor. <laughs> don't have to read your rights while handcuffing you. When, the, do they have to at all? The, we always understood that you, you have to be read your Miranda rights. Uh, whenever an arrest is made on TV shows or movies, at least the one based in the U.S., uh, the ones based in the U.S., the cops always make it a point to read your Miranda warning. You have the right to remain silent, so on. Uh, for the people who've never been arrested in real life, this may seem like the way they do it, but that's not the case. Although it's true that police do have to read your rights at some point after you're arrested. It's almost never done at the time they handcuff you. Okay. You know, they do it right oh. there on the street. Can you? Um, how much of the uh, Miranda rights do you think you can? Uh, uh, they could, they either read you your Miranda rights or Miranda's dialogue from <laughs> Sex and the City. <laughs> they usually do that when they're cuffing you. Yes, uh, yeah. I've, I've heard it recited. A I'm couple, wearing Jimmy Choo's. A few different ways. Okay. So you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. If you can't afford an attorney, one will be appointed to you by the court. Yeah. Keep going. Those are the only parts. Okay. That I remember. And then the final thing is butthole. <laughs> and then he says, apparently. <laughs> But wait, clears his throat first. And <clears throat> um, is there more to it? Um, One would be provided to you. Do you understand the rights I have just read you? With these rights in mind, do you wish to speak to me? Okay. You are now Jewish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Here's here's what it says specifically. Uh, yeah, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you can say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford an attorney, it won't be provided for you. That's basically what That's I'm it. Saying. You got Good it. Good job, man. All right. So uh, it says, uh, although it is true they do have to read your rights, they don't do it right when they handcuff you. Your Miranda rights are usually read to you after they've taken you into custody and are preparing for the interrogation ah. or at some other point during the arrest. So during the so initially right at the point of handcuffing you that your Miranda rights do not have to be read to you. Correct, that's what they're saying in this. So they get and you, you back, do... they're going to fingerprint you, get you through that process, then the Miranda rights can be read to you. Right. So I yeah, I, I think it's just it's a shortcut that movies take, you know. Yeah. Do so they also have to show you the exits? Uh, the oh, no, that's no. the stewardess. Uh, but so, I wonder if some do. Like, I wonder if it's up to the arresting officer to either no, no, do no. it at the time you're handcuffed or do it. It's, bef- it's literally every episode of Law & Order. They, yes. When they, they arrest the, the perp yeah. the first time, the guy that probably didn't do it, that right. you find out later in the episode. So at what point uh, during the process of being arrested do, you, do they have to read you the rights by? When you're in the electric chair. Okay. <laughs> I assume when they're going to start to question you. Uh, and for your statement, okay. other, yeah, because they, that's you have to be apprised of your rights before you, yeah, start answering. Because I would try and distract them so much to forget Look over to, there. to forget mm-hmm. to do that. So that would be my one. Hey, they never read me my rights. Mm. It's kind of like when you go to a Dairy Queen. I just pray that they don't flip open the uh, flip over the uh, Blizzard so I can get it for free. They do it every time though. What's that? What was what? it? A, a Dairy Queen. If you get a blizzard, they have to go like this. So when yeah. a police officer arrests you, he has to give you a blizzard? Uh, that's not what I said. <laughs> oh. Follow me Wait, here, what are you okay. talking about? They have to do your turn They turn the hand. cup upside down to show you how thick it is. It will oh. pour, yeah. and pour if, out. If they they, they do used that. to do that at a place, uh, this custard, famous custard place in St. Louis called Concretes. They would, they would turn it upside down to show you how thick that it and is. And if it came out, you got it for free? Well, they'd no. make you another one. Oh. <laughs> they'd make yeah. you another one. Yeah. But at Dairy Queen, if they don't flip it over to show you how thick it is, you get it for free. Uh, how does this tie into your Miranda rights? Uh, I don't know. He I hopes like that they forget, Dairy like Queen. Dairy Queen. Yeah. He hopes that police officers go to Dairy Queen. Kathy, thank you for following along. <laughs> You're welcome. You're the best. You've been so nice to me lately. It's weird. <laughs> I so did wild. read. Is that so? That's why Charles Manson was finally convicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah they exactly. got him on circumstantial Dairy Queen. They didn't flip it over. <laughs> we didn't flip your blizzard. Sorry. You <laughs> didn't stay in the cup. I did Before read this. That, man, Skelter. I did read this story one time about the Miranda rights, and and it's named after a guy. His last name was Miranda. Yeah, Carmen. and uh, Miranda Carmen. <laughs> yeah, it's fruit basket on it. Why are you wearing fruit in your hair? <laughs> Carmen, Carmen Miranda, Miranda rights. Um, you have the right to one additional pineapple. Yeah, just one. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little heavy on your head. <laughs> uh, but no, it's an interesting story about how the guy was wrongfully uh, convicted, uh, be- uh, from what I understand, uh, and I'd have to go back and read no, it. And then but that was... that, that's the reason why they, it, it got its name. And they're fairly that's fairly recent when it came, I mean, within the past yeah, couple of decades. In the 60s. The 66, 60s, yeah. yeah. And went to the U.S. Supreme Court, and um, they ruled in favor of Miranda 5-4, so it was a tight decision. There you go. All right. Um, okay, what else do I have here for you? All right, this says, according to this list, is from List First, no gunshot can knock you off your feet. Uh, it says, we probably let this one slide a bit as it does look quite dramatic and awesome on screen. However, it propagates a faulty idea of how guns are supposed to work, which is never a good thing. Gunshots in movies are often enough to knock someone back, like like have enough force to push you. Right. Uh, which sounds intuitive as bullets have a large amount of momentum. In reality, if a gun were able to do that, it would exert all 
and it, it would exert an equal amount of force on the shooter. Uh, that's true for all guns, regardless of their type and caliber. It just it's just as fundamental rule a, a fundamental rule of physics. If movies were to accurately portray that. Uh, they would end up with unintentionally hilarious scenes of shooters getting knocked back along with their victims. So you like it with a shotgun? You'll get you'll get a you know any sort yeah, of a, recoil. You'll get a recoil. Yeah. Um, so they're saying for that you would have that would amplify the pressure back on the shooter. I guess, and, 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 I, th- and I think it only refers to the ones where they they get shot and they like fly. Right, know, right, right. Like they fully spin around and yeah, fall back. Yeah. As opposed to getting shot and dropping, which would happen certainly if your body takes a shock like that. Yeah, and I also a lot of times the bullet's going through you. It's yeah. not. Yeah. it's tearing it flesh. It's not. It doesn't hit bone. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and push you or something like that. But I mean, I have there are hilarious videos of people that don't know how to handle the recoil of a, of a rifle. Oh, yeah. I saw one the oh other my day. God, a, a young woman. <laughs> I, my heart goes out to her, but she has no idea, <laughs> and she just gets thrown. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, what about a higher caliber bullet? Yeah, I don't know. It would tear. It, their point is, it would. Now, if you get shot and the pain makes you wheel around, that's yeah. that's possibly the case. I can see what they're saying. Right. It's not because a lot of times you'll see people launch into the air mm-hmm. when they're shot with like a shotgun. Yeah. Um, and they're saying that's not the case. That's what this list says. So, I don't know. all right, here's another one that says you don't always get one phone call on arrest. Uh, you know how it's always like, give me oh, my phone right. call. Oh, right. I want my phone call. Yeah. yeah. Um, in reality, there's no rule about how many phone calls that you can make while in police custody. You may not be able to call anyone if the crime you've committed is serious enough. Oh. And the interrogators believe that calling someone may jeopardize their investigation. Hmm. Conversely, you can also get more than one call depending on the severity and location of the crime and arrest. No matter how many calls you get, though, it's almost never just one phone call. Wow, okay. I yeah. wonder how hard that is these days if you do get a phone call because nobody answers the phone anymore, especially yeah, when it's from a number. From you a number you don't know. You don't yeah. know. Have, you yeah. ever, have you guys ever gotten a phone call? No. No, have that you? That have been arrested? No. No, like that somebody's that somebody, been arrested. Yeah. You? I, yeah, You're I did. You're smiling, I can I see. I did, I did, and I, I was, it was a, an ex-boyfriend, and I think we were, were we in, yeah, we were in college. We had to have been, and I just remember being like, don't call me. Like, I was like, you can sit there. What did he say? <laughs> uh, he was, I could tell. The blizzard fell out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell on the other line. He was like, oh, hello. Because, you know, it goes through the whole thing. Uh. Like, you're receiving a phone call from blah, 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 correctional facility. If you don't want to receive this phone call, hit this. If you do, you know, it was like a whole thing. Wow. And so it just went, went you know, it was like a couple Dude. minutes. And then he's on the other line. He's like, hello. He would have been better <laughs> off calling his mom. He was probably Seriously? scared to call his mom. <laughs> And he called Mom Part Two and you. Oh, I was so furious. Was it I a remember. DUI or something? No, or? it was it was a fight. Oh, okay, okay uh, yeah. Wow, what a wonderful supporting girlfriend! You oh, were. It, was it was an the ex, worst right? Ever. I don't even know why he wanted to be with me. I was, <laughs> what so. are you? Were you currently? It was current boyfriend. Uh, at, the was, at the time, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. Okay. And what yeah. if he was defending your honor? Uh, no, he wasn't. He okay. was just right. fighting with his stupid <laughs> brothers. Did you know your slutty friend, that the story that you told Oh, yeah, that you never told us. No, that's a whole different part of my oh, life. All right. Yeah, I'll send my friend over. <laughs> hey, so here's another one. Uh, movie myths. Uh, dual-wielding guns or any weapons are impractical. Uh, so sometimes you see guys, two guns, firing mm-hmm. away like yep, that. Yep. Uh, see turns, that in John Woo movies a lot. As it turns out, dual-wielding anything, let alone guns, is hugely impractical and actually reduces your overall chances of landing a hit. 
Uh, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you have two guns lying around and a diabolical villain to defeat, you're better off just picking one weapon. The effective number of bullets and accuracy is much higher with one gun, and this gives you more of a chance to kill the bad guy before he murders you. And you have extra, yeah, yeah, it's true, if you're going to be a good guy. Now, this one I love. Or this a rock one, guy. This one I always bought into. It says you can't pull a grenade pin with your teeth. <laughs> all right. All right. So anytime. You, you see, see it all the time, guy, oh, especially in war movies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As grenades are full of shrapnel, <clears throat> excuse me, shrapnel that can incapacitate or even kill, if close enough, the targets, uh, their pins are specifically designed to not come off easily. And it also depends on the grenade type. While some types of grenade uh, pins are spread out wide, others require quite a bit of twisting and turning to get them out. Okay, so um, in the classic military grenade that you would, you know, from World War II, I assume they the have pineapple. Mu- the pineapple, yeah. yeah. Um, I assume that required a little bit of force, and then and then you also have the handle on the grenade, which you release when you throw. Correct. That's like the safety right, part. Right, yeah. Okay. I also don't know if you can put it back in. I don't know if you can put the pin back in or not. Um, okay. <laughs> I've seen, I don't know if this is the case, that you can unscrew there on, on a grenade, on specific, the one that is completely round with the nub on the top, mm-hmm. that it can be unscrewed. Uh, quickly. All right. Got me. I mean, uh, movie, but mo- I saw that in a movie. So I, you know, it's believability uh, has been reduced now. I'm probably not the only one in this room that would love to throw a grenade, right? Absolutely. Okay. Totally. But if you only could, you had to choose one of two things. Oh, man. You could only throw a grenade or, or, go, to or, Dairy or, or go to Dairy Queens. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you could only throw a grenade or shoot a bazooka. Oh. What would you do? Oh, bazooka. Bazooka, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And I would fire it into a grenade factory. <laughs> number one, it's way more powerful than a grenade. And yeah. number two, it goes from here to there. And yeah. You know, it would have some force to it. So, yeah, a bazooka would absolutely. <laughs> but a grenade would be pretty cool. It would be awesome. Um, so, yeah, it says here that while some types of grenade uh, pins are spent, like I said, you have to twist and turn some of them. In almost all cases, pulling the pins with your teeth would end up with you not having teeth anymore. It'd be very hard I for you. I do that grenade. Here's one that says, uh, so these are movie myths or things that are that are exaggerated greatly yes. in movies regularly. So and these much, are all standards, the ones are, that you're reading. Yeah, so much so that we believe that's the way it is. Quicksand is not an automatic death sentence. In fact, quicksand is such a rare occurrence uh, like, where is it even? You know what? So I looked it up one time on, on YouTube. Some coastal areas, and yeah. I remember in the U.K., maybe it might have been even Ireland or, or Scotland, where when the tide would go out in these certain areas, the ground just becomes really mucky, and that's all there is to it. And you can essentially you can get in there and just you're, you're not going to sink down to your neck or anything like that, but you can get stuck to where... People have to come and pull you out. Oh, wow. Because your legs. And this year, hundreds of Irish children will die in quicksand. (laughs) Something has to be done. There's a benefit. I did not know that. Hands across quicksand. (laughs) We tried it last year, and needless to say, we lost a lot of people. (laughs) Should have been hands around the area that has the quicksand. (laughs) Ill conceived, we're going to try it again. Hands across quicksand. That's not a good idea at all. We lost the people who were actually in the quicksand. 
meant well. <laughs> we thought the other people would be strong enough to keep them. That was just bad. It was poorly planned. <laughs> I wow, it's. I didn't know it was that big of a problem. They needed to have that like a benefit or something along those lines. So quicksand it. is it, there. Um, there are places, I remember when we, uh, my wife and I took this trip in Alaska, we were passing through an area where there was a big tidal difference between high tide and low tide. Yeah. And when the tide, like the Bay of Fundy, you know, that famous uh, uh, situation where the bay almost completely empties out, the the ground is so wet and it's just this mud. And so what happens is a lot of times people go out and as they walk into it, as they try to lift their feet out of it, the suction yeah. holds them in. Yes. So the, and as they work, they go deeper into exactly. it. Exactly. And there, there's a way to get out of right. it. But but your your natural reaction to pull pulls makes you it in. worse. Yeah. yeah. You're, I guess supposed to lay flatter and I think and that's disperse the case. your your yeah. weight uh, differently. Uh, Mulaney, I know that you uh, you have watched this special. He's got a really really funny bit. John about, Mulaney about uh, quicksand. Have you seen it? I don't remember the quicksand bit. Uh, he just talks about how he thought, you know, as a child, that uh, quicksand was going to be uh, play into his life a lot uh, differently. Uh, you know, as he grew, he just thought it was like more <laughs> prevalent, more prevalent, and right. you know, <laughs> it's very, very rare. Yeah, I read that there's some, there's like a, a patch of it in uh, French Creek State Park, but I've oh. never seen it, so oh. uh, I don't know where it is in the park, and I don't know if that's just a, uh, an urban legend or not. Uh, a few military uh, vets and members have been texting in about the uh, the grenades. Yes. And this makes sense. So the handle that you were talking about yeah, yeah, is yeah. called the spoon. Okay. And it actually, the chemical reaction doesn't start until that is moved itself. It says you can put, the, this guy says you can put the pin back in the grenade, but it's extremely highly recommended not to. If the spoon moves more than the thickness of a nickel, uh, the grenade's firing sequence has been activated, and then you can't stop it at that point. Okay, so, yeah. uh, and at the point you throw it, what is the usual? Uh, That's a good question. I'd always heard, like, five but, seconds. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, so, anyhow, back to quicksand. Uh, it says, accidentally falling quicksand without any help around is considered a sure way to die if uh, movies are to be believed. This is one of, the, uh, one of those myths that can uh, cause problems in real life as people stuck in quicksand often panic and end up making things worse for themselves uh, than they would if they knew how quicksand works. In essence, quicksand is just mud mixed with water and clay in some cases. It can get a bit gooey and spoil your clothes if you fall in. That's mostly the only risk it poses, though, as most types of quicksand allow you to float free once you're about waist deep in it, you don't have to believe us either, as it was proven in a study published in Nature. So, like the La Brea tar pits were, that was a different element. So these, this was like liquid tar. Yeah, that that and the the, the dinosaurs. I wonder were. how thick that stuff is. I wonder, uh, I've. I've never been there. It's right there it's in L.A. Cool. Yeah. It's the most bizarre thing that you're based. You're in yeah, the in freaking city, right? yeah. Yeah, and it's downtown. right there. They have a um, uh, sort of a, a hands-on um, experiment that you can pull your leg out, what it would feel like to pull yeah, your yeah. leg out of tar, and it's Im- incredibly difficult. But it's a cool museum. All right. And then one last thing. It has to do with sharks' sense of smell. Uh, it has been massively exaggerated in films. According to this list, uh, we've always heard like just two drops of blood in a, in the water can be smelled from like a mile away. Right, exactly. Yeah, shark can smell a drop of blood from miles away. Is what they uh, they state in this list. It says we're not saying that sharks have a bad sense of smell. It's actually quite keen. 
but it's just not as good as we thought it was. All the studies conducted on the subject suggest that sharks can, at most, smell a drop of blood across an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Uh, that's still a lot, man. That's pretty yeah, that amazing. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. It says it also depends on what they're smelling as their range drops off considerably if it is denser liquid. Uh, nevertheless, it's safe to say that sharks cannot. <laughs> I smell that. Uh, never Stop farting in the water, Chiefy. Nevertheless, it's safe to say that sharks cannot smell anything across miles of ocean. Well, I never thought miles of ocean. No, I, okay. I, I've, I've heard, you know, I, I their ability to sense um, the electric impulses released when like a fish is panicking or yeah. um that that they can they can sense uh, it, it, you know they they keep discovering new things and there's yeah. uh, about their eyesight and and what they you know and, and it, just the way recently they've learned the way that like a great white shark attacks you know from propelling from below and like landing a seal from underneath all this stuff. that's why when you go to the aquarium a lot of times you'll see seals swimming upside down you know yeah. it's the, their nature is to do that to Look for predators that might be coming up oh, from below. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyhow, thought it was kind of an interesting list. It is very yeah. interesting. Pass along some information from List Burst, the ridiculous myths that we believe because of movies. So if you're not careful, maybe you learn something. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, Don't go in the quicksand. We uh, we would like to give away two of these passes. We'll take callers uh, 20 and 21 to go to the sorority party, Zeta, Ada Pi, and Kathy's Bitch Box Part 3. It's Thursday night. And it is from 6 to 8, not late or anything like that. And we'd love for you to be there. We'll be at Harrah's of Philadelphia. And uh, like I said, let's take those calls. You have to be at least 21 and female. 215-263-WMMR. Kathy herself has handpicked all these items to be in this box. And I only know a couple of things and the cookies. Uh, so <laughs> They're pretty impressive. And there's a little bit of uh, Marissa boxiness in this here, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, which was really cool. So, um, yeah, that is B. Ross jewelry. Uh, it's You see Marissa wearing the necklace all the time. It's the Philly special necklace, and she does all these Philly-themed pieces of jewelry. Um, so she gave us a whole variety of them. Everybody's going to get a different one, uh, which is really cool. And then we have Wim jewelry, which is my favorite jewelry. I basically have, I, I say in the little post that we do on the website, like half of my jewelry box is from them. So it really is stuff that I handpicked and I wear. Uh, Marinella Jewelry, also they're giving some beaded bracelets, w- bracelets which are awesome. Um, and then I wanted to thank uh, Christopher Kerr's Photography who helped with taking some of these pictures. Uh, and all the stuff that's up on the website, like the blog and all of yeah. that, um, keep checking back because we're gonna we're giving like sneak peeks of what's in the box and then uh, by Thursday you'll be able to see uh, you know the entire box if you don't get a chance to come out to the event and get one. You'll at least get to read about my favorite items. Very exciting. Cool. Callers 20 and 21. We're gonna get you on 215263. WMMR. And Harris Philadelphia enjoyed dining options from every palette, including Guy Fieri's only restaurant in the Philly area, Guy Fieri's Philly Kitchen and Bar. Going to be back with the Beat Files. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Was that thump your leg bumping into something, Nick? It was me propping my that? propping my right leg up and then uh, shifting the balance to the left leg and then uh-huh. slamming the chair against the console. For those who missed the earlier segment, uh, Nick broke his leg while he was in Colorado yeah, climbing, climbing a 14er. 
How many feet up did you get? Uh, I think I went down a little bit. Across. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there's a, there's a blog that Marissa put together on PresidentSteve.com with the whole story. If you want okay. To take a look. All right. Yeah. So he's going to be, he's going to have the boot and uh, crutches for probably a couple months or at least six weeks, something along those lines. Oh, well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody has a scooter that they want to let me borrow for a little bit. <laughs> that scooter's good. Yeah, I love that. Has a uh, little basket for bagels and such. <laughs> All right. We're going to do the B file. So here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's. Brought to you by McGuff Bus Company. McGuff uh, Bus Company is hiring. Uh, Earn industry top dollar. Get guaranteed hours, yearly raises, and monthly bonuses. Love where you work at McGuffBus.com. Well, a randy couple who romped on a rush hour train despite being asked to stop by stunned commuters have been spared jail. Ah. Uh, Raymond Burr, 64 years old. He played Perry Mason. He did. Well, he performed oral on Deborah Tobin. Oh, man. <laughs> on a packed train from London to Basildon. Uh, the pair had been drinking and were stopped by police when they arrived in Pitsy. Uh, the prosecutor said the graphic scenes unfolded while there were children in the same carriage. He said the first first witness was with her grandson. Oh, boy. And the witness said there Look, were... Look, gum gum. They said there were children in the carriage, confirmed by the second witness, who said there were children aged between one and six on the train, and it was lewd behavior. She tried to distract him by telling him the policy at, uh, with blizzards at Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Burr was told to carry out 100 hours of community service, and uh, Tobin... This is the gal who was receiving this from this guy. Got 150 hours more than him. Oh, well, come on now. Fair is fair. Exactly. Uh, Deputies say a Florida couple arrested on suspicion of cycling under the influence on Friday the 13th didn't let that stop them from having sex in the backseat of a patrol car. A lot of public sex here. Uh, The bizarre episode unfolded at about 11.40 p.m. that night. A deputy stopped the couple after they were nearly struck by a car that uh, they cut off while crossing. Uh, the street now smelling alcohol. The deputy placed both of them under arrest. Uh, things took a sordid turn when the arresting deputy noticed a couple had shed their clothes and they were having sex in the back seat of his patrol car. Were they handcuffed? I don't know. Uh, when deputies opened the car door to in- intervene, the naked man knocked the deputy to the ground and took off running into the night. Wow. And he got out of there. I'm uh, done. Deputy said the woman, 35 year old Megan Lynn Mondanaro. Call me! Grew violent with deputies while they transferred her to a separate vehicle. She was taken down and later checked at the hospital. The man, 31-year-old Aaron Seth Thomas, was later taken into custody after deputies caught up to him hmm. at a uh, nearby Cold Stone Cream. <laughs> well. Wow. I'm really in the mood for ice cream. I guess so. Hey, you just had sex in the back of a cop car. Time to go get some Rocky Can you Road. put some gummy bears in that? Uh, both Thomas and Mononaro were booked into the jail on several charges. Uh, a 19-year-old gamer who planned a hoax 911 call that resulted in a Kansas man's death. Remember this? Yes, I do. Uh, he's been sentenced to 15 months in prison. 15 months? It seems a little light to me. It yeah. does. So he basically swatted the guy. Yep. Casey Viner had uh, pleaded guilty to conspiracy in a case of swatting. After Wichita police fatal shot Andrew Finch in December 2017, the ruling comes after a federal judge in March sentenced fellow defendant Tyler Barris to 20 years in prison. Okay, so Barris got uh, the the worst of it. So Viner had recruited Barris to swat another gamer after getting into an argument while playing Call of Duty World War II. 
So the guy who made the call got 20 years. The guy who told the guy to, to make the call gets uh, 15 months. Ah, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, the other gamer knowingly gave an old address leading Barris to falsely report a shooting and kidnapping at Finch's residence. And Wichita police shot Finch, uh, who was not involved in the dispute, when he opened his door to see what was happening. I think there's two levels of inequity in, in the two stories between the, the girl who's being pleasured and this, uh, this yeah. situation. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. So, uh, one last story. A suspended Long Island judge pleaded guilty on Friday to sneaking into his neighbor's home and stealing panties from her clothes hamper. (laughs) Bad judge! This is a judge. Robert Sakale pleaded guilty to second-degree attempted burglary. He was detained on March 29, 2018 when he had been knocking on a... They call me Judge Panties. After he'd been knocking on a neighbor's door. I like panties. Sakale is said to have just left the home on a different uh, of a different neighborhood. Uh, or I'm sorry, of a different neighbor prior to arriving at the second neighborhood's home. I'm touching myself under my robe. The first neighbor was identified as 23-year-old former intern at the Islip Town Attorney's Office. Was oh, my. Islip. Islip, yeah. Islip, uh, where the judge used to work. Now, police found that the judge had several pairs of panties stuffed down his suit jacket. Oh, my God. And his raincoat when they apprehended him. Uh, Those are my panties. Sakale's attorney claimed that his client had changed. He said he has served the people of Suffolk County honorably for the last 26 years. Except for the panties part. As a, <laughs> as a legal aid attorney, town of Islip attorney, and a district court judge. He has dealt with his mental illness. I also like to poop in oatmeal. He's also. <laughs> what? I like to poop in oatmeal. He has dealt with his mental illness issues in a provocative manner and proactive manner. Yes, <laughs> provocative. <laughs> yes, oh, how provocative. And is a better Why person. Why did you eat the panties? For doing so. Sakale admitted entering the home on multiple occasions, adding that he would leave abruptly in an effort to avoid getting caught. Here's what he said He goes, I went into the house to take the panties again, but left when I heard someone home. Uh, and he allegedly told officers during his arrest, the panties I had on me are from the other times I went into the house. Okay, so don't judge him harshly. Uh, The disgraced judge is scheduled to be sentenced on November 15th. He'll likely get five years of probation and will have to register as a sex offender. And there you go. That's what I have for you in the Bizarre File this morning. Hey, it is the time of year where we get together for a very cool event. It's one of my favorites. It is, uh, number one, it's an amazing cause. Yeah. Number two, it's at a really cool place. Number three, it is very decadent with chocolate. So we just came off the burger ball, which is decadence. Yes. This is the dessert side of it, and there's nothing like it. It's the ALS Chocolate Meltdown Party. We'd like to welcome our friend, Mr. Larry Kaplan. Here this morning. Hey, Larry. How you doing, guys? Good, man. Nice to see you again. Always good to see you. All right, so we are headed back to the Adventure Aquarium for this event, and it will be on September 26th, and it is to benefit uh, the ALS Charities? It is to benefit Hope Loves Company. Okay. Hope Loves Company, and and describe exactly what that is, please. Sure. It is the only nonprofit in the U.S. that supports children uh, that have, uh, have or had a parent or grandparent with ALS. Okay. Uh, they provide free camps and support for these kids. So they meet other kids all around the country. That's awesome. And become best friends immediately and learn they're not the only ones in that situation. Yeah, right. you deal with a lot. I mean, obviously, you're, you're, you're having someone who's in your life, and we, we've known a number of people who have had it. And over the, the course of years, there have been a number of friends of the show who have passed from from it. And, and uh, But the, 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 the residual effect, the kids who are watching these people that they love sort of 
systematically be robbed from them is a horrible thing. So this is this is a, a great thing. So the money goes, but you know, as with anything, anything like this, it's a charity. The event is just fun, correct? And people have a blast. And and if you are remotely a fan of chocolate, there's nothing that can beat this. No, and you don't. You know what? A lot of people that we want to come to this event, yeah, you don't have to have any connection with ALS. You don't have to know what it is. Um, you know, come out, have a great time, and you're going to end up doing something. Positive. Yeah, the and money's, realize it. money's still going time. to the charity. It doesn't matter. You don't have to. Whatever, whatever your your impetus for going, it's it's a good, it's a great time and a good cause. If you like chocolate, you like alcohol, you like sharks, and you like to have fun, <laughs> it's yeah, a yeah. great event. Mm-hmm. I love that room. That's I know. awesome. Mm-hmm. It's the so best. Fun. We had our lost viewing party there one time. It was fantastic. Yeah, and uh, and these guys really put on a, a great event because they have how many different chocolatiers or vendors are there at this event? We've collected over 2,000 pounds of chocolate wow. um, that have been donated, and that's not including the vendors that will be there at the event. So we'll have everything from you know, Ben & Jerry's is doing ice cream. We have yeah. Giambri's, which does the chocolate pretzels and these caramel-filled chocolate-dipped waffles, uh, Kelly's Candy. We have... Everything we, you we can have imagine. Top level chocolatiers in the area. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they also have uh, special chocolate cocktails and things like that as well. Chocolate martinis. Yum. Choc- yeah. If you can chocolify it or candify it, it's there. Well, there's a VIP thing too, a little bit, right? If you can arrive a little bit early, do you have that again this year? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so upstairs, uh, starting at six o'clock in the VIP room, we have everything from a raw seafood bar. Yeah. Um, lots of special candies. Walk around hors d'oeuvres, champagne bar. So. All kinds um, of good stuff. All right, so what are what are ticket prices? So ticket prices, general admission is one hundred and twenty five. Okay. VIP is two hundred and seventy five. We have less than twenty VIP tickets left. Um, any ALS patient that would like to attend the event, we give them two VIP tickets at no charge, nah. so that they can go out and have a good time. Okay, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but we have about probably 150 people that we can fit in the VIP area. And altogether, we have about 400 people at the event. Okay. It's it's great. And the, and the food's wonderful. And at the VIP event, there's, uh, uh, besides chocolate, there's uh, there's also hors d'oeuvres and things like that, right? There's hors d'oeuvres. There's champagne. <clears throat> there's yeah. all kinds of good stuff and, and surprises. Bring, so there, there's bags. I You know, uh, you collect up stuff. Take oh the God, samples. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you should see Preston's wife when she leaves. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're there for. That's what the people are there for. Yeah. They they had they, you get to take all you want and and uh, and leave with it. And uh, there are people that have been on uh, um, some of these cake uh, making shows. You oh, know, yeah. and these these award winners. And so it's a, it's incredible. Yeah, we have um, cakes and candies by Mary Ellen. She's been there a few oh. times, and she does some unbelievable stuff. Her displays. Yeah. And uh, everyone that comes, you get a bag. So not only do you go and you get to eat while you're there. All these companies donate product for you to take home as well. So. Yep, and you'll have stuff for a while. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's adult trick-or-treating. Yeah. And yeah. Before the kid trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. And uh, the premier program uh, for the Hope Loves Company is the, the camp, Camp HLC. Yeah, they have, uh, because of last year's uh, chocolate meltdown, we raised over $93,000 at last year's event, which was more money than they've raised in every event they've ever had in the seven years combined. Excellent. So they have six camps now uh, in New Jersey, Massachusetts, Florida, Indiana, Illinois, California, and uh, so this is this is a huge event, and we're hoping to spread it to some other states across the country as well. Okay, uh, ALS is uh, it's horrible. It's it's just it's absolutely uh, you can't imagine the nightmare of, of what it is like when when you or someone uh, who has that, someone you love. It's it's so all the assistance that uh, that uh, people affected by this can get. It's it's wonderful what you guys do, Larry. Um, ALSChocolateMeltdown.com for the tickets. We have a post on PrestonAndSteve.com for people to easily access it who are listeners of the show. 
Uh, and I'm planning on being there. I just got to get some personal stuff worked out. But my, you know, I, I definitely want to be there. I love going to this event. Excellent. And as you know, you know, we've been here with uh, various ALS patients over the years. Yeah. Um, Mapalina couldn't make it today. Okay, Matt's but, um, awesome. You know. Just like Bachelor in Paradise, we did have this oh. rose that he would like to <laughs> chocolate rose for me. Um, if you can't attend the event, we have on the ALSChocolateMeltdown.com site, you can purchase a chocolate rose for $25. It's a 50-50 drawing, and last year, oh, someone walked away with over $3,000. You can also make a, you can make a donation. You can make donations. Yeah, and that's very well. easy. We've done that. So it's uh, no matter what your uh, level of availability, you can contribute. Yep. Very cool. Right, we'll mention it a few more times for you, Larry. You got it. Thanks, and man. you know what? I want to give you two sets of tickets to give away oh, really? uh, to your callers. Okay. Oh, okay. So 21 and older only. Okay. Thursday, September 26th. I'll give you um, two sets of two tickets. All right. Let's do it right now. We'll take uh, callers uh, 25 and 26. Does mm-hmm. that sound cool? Yeah. You get to go to the ILS Chocolate Meltdown Party for Hope Loves Company, September 26th, the Adventure Aquarium. Six to nine thirty, so it's a it's a, a fairly it's not a super late night. So that's yeah. that's why I can go to it. Two one five two six three WMMR. You are a good man, Larry. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Larry Kaplan, yeah. guys. Yeah. We'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Stay close. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa enabled device. Just say Alexa, open MMR. Studio Day is a chance for high school students to explore Newman University's programs in digital media, broadcasting, and production. You can use Newman's radio and TV studios and meet media professionals like Marissa Magnata and Andre Gardner. Studio Day is Saturday, October 19th from 10 till noon on Newman's campus in Delaware County. Discover how cutting-edge technology and industry connections can launch your career. Come to Studio Day on October 19th. To reserve your place, visit neumann.edu slash Studio Day. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Your next shot at uh, Money Shark... We'll be coming up with uh, Pierre Robert. It's his first opportunity to give your chance to win some money today. 11 a.m. is the next chance. And then he does it again at 1 p.m. And then we do it two more times, 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. And this happens Monday through Friday, five times a day for the near future. I need to check on how many weeks we're going to be doing this. Sometimes we do it for four weeks, five it's weeks. Just, it's usually a good run, yeah. Yeah, so I'll let you know exactly how that long, uh, how long this will be going on. But uh, it's happening today. That's from Horizon Services, so uh, listen for your chance. We're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a pair of sweet tickets for the 100th race at Dover International Speedway, and this will be on October 6th. Let's see. What do we want to go with? Uh, Which charity event led by Bono ended up being a spectacular failure? (gasps) 215-263-WMMR. Which charity event led by Bono? Ended up being a spectacular failure. If you know the answer, let's get your call right now. 215-263-WMR. We're going to do the trash right calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, and this morning is brought to you by Patient First. Another Patient First difference, <clears throat> excuse me, urgent care that opens 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 19 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. Learn more at patientfirst.com. What's happening, Steve? Well, OK Magazine claiming friends are concerned that Megan Fox has body dysmorphia issues and is addicted to plastic surgery. An anonymous insider said Fox has had so much surgery that she now uses her vagina as a fanny pack. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) 
Zoe Deschanel was secretly seeing her boyfriend, property brother star Jonathan Scott, while still married to her husband, Jacob Pachecnik. Pachecnik says he knew something was up when he caught Deschanel pleasuring herself to a flyer from Home Depot. Hey! And finally, the late Anthony Bourdain receiving two awards at the Creative Arts Emmy ceremony over the weekend. Bittersweet tears turned to shrieking screams as Bourdain showed up to accept. Uh, <laughs> that's your Hollywood track. I thank you, Steve. I think we're going to have to skip our answer uh, for now and come back uh, to another call. So can we uh, do music news, Case? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, have, oh. I don't have any callers up there. And oh, so... Okay, sorry. i got to move things around. Yep, I know you right, do. Move that over there and, and then put uh, that there. Shove that right yeah. in there and then I will push this here. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. All right, I got some uh, stories to run by for music news, and uh, we'll continue on with uh, Rick Ocasek. Uh, of course, he passed away uh, and died of heart disease. That is the the word. It happened on September fifteenth, and apparently that he had he had heart disease, and it was worsened by emphysema at age seventy five. He had had some type of surgery. I don't know exactly what that was, but his wife, his estranged wife. Or his ex-wife, I should say. No, I guess it's strange. I don't, I don't know if they're fully, uh, if they were divorced or not. But uh, Pauline Porskova had posted a message that said, uh, Rick was at home recuperating very well after surgery. Our two sons, Jonathan and Oliver, and I <clears throat> were making sure that he was comfortable ordering food and watching TV together. I found him still asleep when bringing him his Sunday morning coffee. I touched his cheek to rouse him, and it was then that I realized that during the night he had peacefully passed on. Hmm. We appreciate the great outpouring of love. We, his family and friends, are utterly devastated by his untimely and unexpected death and would appreciate the privacy uh, to mourn uh, privately. So uh, she had found him, and uh, that's uh, terrible news. Uh, many uh, musicians, of course, have uh, have weighed in their condolences as well. Weezer, the band, put out a statement that said the whole Weezer family is devastated by the loss of our friend and mentor Rick Okasik, who passed away on Sunday. Rick meant so much to us. He had produced three key Weezer albums, <sighs> Blue, Green, and 2014's Everything Will Be All Right in the End. I didn't know that he was so integral. I mean, I knew he had worked with Weezer. I didn't know he was so integral to the Weezer sound. Yeah, and taught all of us uh, so much about music, recording, and songcraft. But more importantly, he taught us that one can be in a respected position of great power and yet be absolutely humble and have the biggest, sweetest heart in the industry. And a number of, uh, of rock stars and so on had... Uh, uh, expressed their condolences. Billy Corgan, Brian Adams, Neil Sean, Peter Frampton, Paul Stanley, Alice Cooper, Flea, Duran Duran, Billy Idol, The Go-Go's. Uh, and uh, it just it goes on and on. Dee Snyder, uh, The Killers, Judd Apatow. So he will be sorely, sorely missed. It's still sad news to think about. On to some other things. Uh, with the release of its 30 studio, uh, thir- not 30 13th studio album. That would be 300, right? 30 uh, this past Friday titled Nothing, uh, corn singer Jonathan Davis said that his band is far from done after 25 years. He said it's hard with metal because the world is just so effing pussified right now. Uh, but I think the thing with corn is we've always done what we've wanted to and never followed anyone else. I think we'll work out a way to make sense going forward. We're survivors. We transcend, he said. There's a kernel of truth there. Uh, Davis, who lost both his mother and a strange wife in the past year and a half, uh, was also asked where the light comes from in his life, and he responded, being a father. 
uh, from being huh. from being someone who's gone through a lot of crap and come out on the other side, as have many of my bandmates, uh, who kids can look up to them and take strength from. Uh, so he, they just keep on cranking it out. He says, "I have to say, I feel robbed." No, you're not. And there it is. <laughs> and there it is. I wasn't even thinking about that. You know, it's a time for introspection, yeah. and, and that actually helps. That's sort of like a, a mantra of sorts. Yeah, yeah. It's Oz- like Mararinga Q. Ozzy Osbourne has told the tabloid The Sun that he has completed work on a new solo album, his first since 2010's Scream, and the first LP to feature Ozzy singing any new music since 2013's reunion album of Black Sabbath. <laughs> Uh, Ozzy said that guesting on rapper Post Malone's new album after struggling with several medical issues earlier this year inspired him to make music on his own again. He said, I'd never even heard of this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted me to sing on a song, Take What You Want, so it did, and then one thing led to another. I started recording a new album with Post Malone's producer, Andrew Watt. It's only nine tracks, but it was a catalyst to get me to where I am today. Uh, up until making the album, I thought I was dying, but that got me off my arse. Uh, Ozzy confirmed that he took just four weeks to record the new disc, adding this is my first solo recording in a studio for ten years. This is all the different direction. And I do feel a bit out of touch. Uh, but he, he said that uh, he told the Boston Herald last year that he'd had a bunch of songs written and was unsure when or how uh, he would end up recording them, but he has. Yeah, he was looking uh, like... Uh, eh. He was going to, it was iffy on his health, and here he is. New music. Yep. Thanks to his association with Post Malone. All right, and then finally, Guns N' Roses will play a low-key show at the Hollywood Palladium in Los Angeles. With the big horn hats and everything? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, The intimate club-sized gig will be part of the City Sound Vault series produced in conjunction with Live Nation. Most of the tickets will be available for City Card members. Uh, with some allocated to Guns N' Roses uh, fan club members. Uh, the show will serve as a warm-up of sorts for GNRs. They per, uh, uh, partially reunited act launches a new round for tour dates later this month. That'll kick off September 25th in Charlotte, North Carolina. And then after that, they're going to focus on some new music. So we'll see how that works out. And then, did you want me to play these clips of David Crosby, Steve? You sent these over. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Where are um, they from? He, Rolling Stone, I guess, magazine conducted a, a, a session where he answered questions from fans. And uh, the first one involves, um, after his life of notoriously um, betting many women, uh, the difference between that and monogamy. Okay, here we go. David Crosby. When you're a young guy, you're trying to rub the velvet off your antlers. And so you're running around trying to impress a bunch of women. The value comes in that monogamy thing. That's where you get love. And it turns out that as much fun as sex is, love is more fun and lasts ten times as long. And it flourishes best in what are usually monogamous relationships. At first, I thought it was a reporter asking him if he rubbed the velvet off his antlers. I'm like, come on. (laughs) Stop it with that. Uh, yeah. And then this other one is talking about uh, sobriety and can you smoke pot after a year of being sober? That's basically it. Yeah, a guy who has uh, just become sober wanted to find out if pot could be brought back into his life, and Crosby has some uh, definite uh, take on that. No. A year clean may not be enough. I had 14 and a half years absolutely clean. Nothing, not even a beer, before I smoked any pot. After a year, I wouldn't. 
Not if you were addicted to coke and heroin. If you are an addictive personality and you were strung out on, on uh, heroin and coke, I wouldn't be jumping into anything, not beer or wine or pot or anything else. I'd give yourself some time in sobriety before you try that. There you go. Mm. Man would know. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. So we are going to now see if we can get an answer to yeah, the right. uh, lesson question. Uh, can I have the question back, please? Oh, gee. Appreciate that. He just took it from me. I did. <laughs> he Sorry. wasn't sure you could handle it. Which normally you would have taken it from me right then. <laughs> All right. Which uh, charity event led by Bono ended up being a spectacular failure? And we will go to. Let's go to Larry. Hi, Larry. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what, Larry? <laughs> do me a favor and tell me what charity event led by Bono ended up being a spectacular failure. Hands across quicksand. Yes. <laughs> Hands across quicksand is correct. Hang on the line, my man. And we are going to give you a pair of sweet tickets for the 100th race at Dover International Speedway, October 6th. NASCAR returns to Dover October 4th to the 6th. And tickets start at just 50 bucks. And kids' tickets are as low as $10. Get yours today at DoverSpeedway.com. We got another break to take. We're coming back before we wrap things up, or to wrap things up. Letter of the day, word of the week prize. We'll see if Pierre's flight's made it in yet. Yes. And uh, he's definitely going to be taking over after us. We'll be back in a moment. Stay up. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, The Good Mess. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com keyword local shots. The Good Mess. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks our world at family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Queen on 93.3 WMMR. We're just talking about how the end of Bohemian Rhapsody. They play the actual original music video of that song as the credits are rolling. It's so great. It is great. Yeah. 10.31. I still haven't seen Rocket Man. I still got to see that. I was going to see it this weekend and then I watched yesterday instead. Yeah. Now that yeah. one I have seen yeah. and it's it's a good, it's a, an enjoyable film. I really like that. Um, but I want to catch Rocket Man. I, and then... I got to see the Springsteen movie. Uh, you remember Line we had, about a light. Yeah, we had yeah, the cast yeah. members in here. There's been some really good music-based movies in the past, well, this year. You I know? like it. Yeah. Keep I, it coming. I yeah. finally saw A Star is Born on the plane ride home last night. Man, is that great. I, but I hadn't seen it until last night. And it's just it's phenomenally well done. And uh, they're both incredible. I've, I've watched A Star is Born three times from beginning <laughs> to end. And I've, and I've watched you know bits and pieces yep. of it here and there while... I, I love it. Love that movie. Really, really well done. So I'm, I'm digging this this run of uh, music-based flicks uh, that are out, and hopefully more to be coming soon. Well, the Bowie one's coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah, the whole Ziggy thing. Yeah. They're going to run down that. Um, so thank you for joining us today. Uh, I would like to thank uh, Larry Kaplan for being here this yeah. morning. Uh, the ALS Chocolate Meltdown Party. Is coming up at the Adventure Aquarium. It is on September 26th. It's a Thursday night. It is a chocolate lover's dream and a wonderful cause which uh, helps uh, kids who have family members, specifically parents, who are suffering from or have passed from ALS and helping them cope and 
meet other kids that have dealt with the same yes. thing. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. It's a great event. ALSChocolateMeltdown.com is the website. And we also have that at uh, com if you'd like to get the info there. So uh, Larry's only guest, and it is time. He has made his way yeah! back safe and sound to the wonderful home, away from home, WMMR, Mr. Pierre Robert is here this morning. Oh, wait. Why do I not hear you at all? I love that music. Oh, there we go. Hi. I feel that music should be played every time I enter a room. (laughs) I have a story about you. Okay, tell me. And you weren't even there. All right. Uh, we were. I was out to dinner with some couples, and we were at a wonderful restaurant called Paris. Okay. In Chestnut Hill, and oh. uh, yeah, I know. No, go ahead. Please continue the story. Okay. Yeah. So anyhow, we were uh, we were ordering uh, drinks and 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 so forth, and I was I actually was talking to somebody next to me. And apparently the server came over and we had a, uh, a a cheese tray that they brought out and they were naming all the cheeses and they go, you know, and this is this is a, you know, Shropshire Blue, this is that and so forth. And they go, and this is Pierre Robert, which is a cheese, of course. Right. And the server or the girl, she was actually the expediter. She wasn't the guy who took our order, but she comes out and she goes, after that, apparently she said this. I didn't hear it in my own ears, but she goes, that's a DJ here in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Kid you not, and That's I wish great. I would have been. I wish I would have heard it. I wish I would have wow. been able to respond to that. But it was pretty fun. That's a great place. And Preston, when we were there, we saw the same thing. And it was like, yeah, well, I didn't even know. There. Right there on the yeah, menu. yeah. There's a brie called yeah. Pierre Robert, and right. you can you can get it at almost any cheese shop. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it's great. But it was just funny that they had mentioned that soft, fatty, and creamy, just like me. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, no, it's uh, it's of course I have no I have no right. um, connection, connection with it whatsoever, and sadly don't get any commission from the sales of it. But there is a Pierre Robert cheese. Uh-huh. And there in Sweden is a Pierre Robert line of beauty products, including Pierre Robert shampoo, really? and facial creams. Do you and get such. any of that stuff? I had a bottle of it, um, and then I lost it. Okay, um, but there it's out there. Was nice. it any good? I don't. I never used it. Oh. I just had it on display in my bathroom. Okay. The one market that, or the one product that you market is the Pierre Robert uh, Day Planner. For, yeah. <laughs> to, keep, to keep everything on track. <laughs> it's a whole book yeah. on organization, organization and, and order in your life and, right. and a lack of chaos. And that's I'm I'm going on all the talk shows next week to exactly. The show. I I took inspiration from your bathroom. Uh, believe it or not, the one time that I was at your house, you had a party and we came by and, um, I believe it was in your bathroom. There was a letter from the nun. Yeah. I think so that you were having, you were having a party and it was in a high school. It was, um, when we were seniors, my family had a little motel at Lake Tahoe and, uh, we spent every summer there. And, um, so each kid in the family and I was the youngest got to invite their class up because we had room for everybody. And, um, have a long weekend at Tahoe. So simple enough. So um, the class had voted, you know, like 150 bucks for supplies for it. That's the last of the amount we had. And um, my mom and dad were there and some other, they, a couple of other people, were, parents were there. And uh, the nun, Sister Mary Ernest Borgnine, um, <laughs> sis, no, Schwarzenegger, sister, uh, sister Stallone, no, Sister Mary St. Julian was her name. She wrote uh, a note and sent it to all the parents saying, um, 
we do not approve of this school. In our opinion, that money should be donated to the school where it would go a lot further than on a wild weekend unchaperoned when boys and girls together, well, who knows what could happen. And if your daughter comes back pregnant, it's not our fault. She didn't actually say that. Yeah, yeah. But that was clearly the underpinning of, uh-huh. uh, of the letter. And so I have it framed in my bathroom. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you, I, you I did, did something similar? Well, it was a, just a letter. That, yeah. I was like, it was a great idea. And it was a letter from... Um, uh, Jim McGuinn, our old boss, asking me to move to Philadelphia. Wow! Nice. I work at WDRE, and that's I'm like, cool. I kept that. I'm like, that's cool. So that I, I, very I, cool. I have that hanging up down in my basement now. Nice. But I got inspiration from your bathroom letter. So. Thank you. Uh, what? Speaking of letters, you got one for us? Oh, do I? Here we go. Kristen and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. Hi, right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A is an animal. All righty, and Nick saw a lot of them. Yeah, he did. Yeah, we have a uh, we have ten <laughs> tickets to Dorney Park. Plus, yes. your entire group gets yes, to ride the real monster truck with reserved line passes. Strap in for an unforgettable ride on board a new ten passenger Gravedigger or Megalodon truck on a freestyle inspired course. And it's part of Monster Jam Thunder Alley at Dorney Park now through November third. Don't miss any of the excitement or activities of this full-throttle fun for the whole family. Info at DorneyPark.com slash Monster Jam. By the way, somebody texted and said that the shampoo and cream that you were talking about can be found in any airport trash can. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my stories are just too well known. That references the time I, I... Packed everything with the intention of uh, of uh, checking my suitcase. And I was too late, and of course you can't get through uh, the carry on. So I'm opening the bag and furiously throwing fully beautifully organic shampoos and conditioners and facial things into the garbage. Uh, just purchased, yeah, yeah. just yeah. purchased Brand a day new. or two before. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and welcome back, Nick. Thank you. Um, Good to be back. I I can relate with that. Uh, oh, I know. Thing. I know. Yeah. yeah, Nick broke his leg. For those who don't know, while he was in Colorado, it's a, uh, when I rescued that family of uh, four and uh, was attacked by the motorcycle gang, and I broke my leg, <laughs> saving uh, people and little kids. I understood. What did you do? Well, the hero, uh, the word <laughs> hero, gets tossed around it really, quite a bit. I yeah. mean, if you say I was, yeah. I am. But I got through it, and I forgot about it. You're going to get through that too. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, he tripped one, on a rock. I know you got to go, but one last story. Um, when I the the weird thing about having a cast and crutches is getting around your house. So you think the most simple things are easy, except that they're not. Even like you know, putting something in the microwave and then hobbling back to the di- to the you know um, table to eat it. So a girlfriend of mine got me a little cart. So I put all my stuff on my cart and I hobbled down to my bedroom to watch the Academy Awards when my uh, thing was. And I had a, I had a pizza, and I had food, and I had a beer, and I had this is perfect. I got the remote. I sit down, and I realize I didn't have an opener for the beer, uh, uh, <laughs> and I had to get on the crutches and hobble all the way back to the kitchen yeah. just to get the opener. The little details. Everything like, requires planning. You yeah. have to think everything out. And uh, yeah, going up the stairs is a bit of a challenge. But listen, um, it, it like many things in life, it could have been a lot worse, and right. uh, I'll be just fine. So thank you for your kind words. Hell of a game. Hell of a yeah. game. Hell of a game. Sports up. All right, let me. Well, what's coming up on the show today? Oh, we didn't ask you that. Sorry uh, we've about got that. Uh, workforce block of the cars. We'll pay tribute to uh, Rick Ocasek or Kasich, depending how one says it. Uh, we got a block of Green Day, and I have Green Day tickets to give away, with which is amazing. That show we announced with Weezer uh, coming in August. Oh, Jesus. It's August of next year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> coming in August. <laughs> didn't we pass August? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> 
the hell? Jesus of suburbia. Oh, my God. Well, I, it's, a, it's important we put those shows on early enough so that people have time to plan, which is uh, uh, part chapter one of my book, by absolutely. the way. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plan your concerts five years in advance because that's when they go on sale now. Mm-hmm. Also, I'll have tickets for Bob Dylan uh, coming up at the Met on this Friday. We'll have Workforce Block of Cars, Green Day, and Robert Plant, who's at the Man tonight with Nathaniel Rateliff. Wow. And the sweats. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. You're good for one of those every couple wow. I've, I didn't mean I, the sweat. To be honest, shirts, I, I've I never even to heard say. that term before. And I, I was like trying that. to say sweatshirts. Man, honestly, if, if you actually do sweat when that happens, there's a medical condition going on. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That officially has made my day. Yes. Welcome oh my home. God, that was hilarious. Welcome. <laughs> the remedy would be more roughage in your diet. Right, exactly. <laughs> and now back to our regularly scheduled yeah. broadcast. Oh, we'll continue a, the A to Z right that's after a new, this. The line of sportswear. That's amazing. Hero right. bears sweat S's. Oh, my God. <laughs> we had to dump out on that for those who are confused. Uh, all what? right. Thank you, Pierre. Night, night. Night, night. night, night. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to thank our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the official coffee of the President Steve Show is Duncan, folks, and the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International. Uh, and Armor Metals and Recycling for all of your metal and computer recycling needs. Tomorrow on the program, Fox Good Day. It's a Wednesday. Uh, Secret Tax Road, well, yeah. one of those. Money Shark continues. Pierre's got that coming up in just a few minutes. And cast members of. The Downton Abbey movie yes. will be in our studio tomorrow. Do we know who it is yet? I, this is all the information yeah. I have. Yeah, so. yeah it's, oh. it's in your calendar, but I'm most excited about Imelda Staunton, who was also in uh, the Harry Potter movies. So. Yeah, so it should be really cool, man. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. hate you. Live. Morning. This is your 8 a.m. wake-up call. Get the f*** up! Next message. I was just driving to work, being a little annoyed by traffic. And I was listening to you guys, and I came all totes to cash. Next message. Stop coming in with the flu, with hand, foot, and mouth disease. I'm tired of getting sick from clients. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.